there's so much positive stuff out there, but a lot of us, we don't talk about the negative. We don't talk about the darkness. So you're kind of left on your own late at night with nobody understanding you, nobody believing whatever it is that you're going through. There are so many people out there that we see in the data that physically in reality are feeling exactly whatever it is you're feeling and that it's so not real in the sense of other people are going through the same thing. You have a natural immunity, no matter what type you are, to people of your opposite type. So meaning there's people out there in the world that are stuck on whatever it is that you naturally do. My dashboard in life, it's not complicated. I'm looking at the objective goals and I'm using them for the purpose of me not driving my life in a ditch again. So I'm using the objective goals of how do I protect Dave from ruining his life? And while you're at it, if you're still here on the earth bothering everybody, why don't you continue to do something that is growing and giving and providing meaning? What's the point of learning this model? Where's the benefit from putting in all of this energy to be able to learn from yourself and Shan about what OP actually is? We're all driven by our fears. There's a certain fear that you're running from. This is why everybody of your same type is so predictable. If you stay on the default program, you end up like everybody else of your type at 60 years old. If there was just two personality types, let's just master that coin first, then we master that coin, then we'll go to four personality types. So if there's only two out there, it's really what to look for. Welcome to another episode of Success with Purpose, where we help mentor you into becoming a more successful version of yourself. We do this through giving you access to mentors you typically would never have the opportunity to connect with. We explore their journeys, their experiences, their life-changing events, their fields of expertise, and most importantly, their purpose. My name is Harry Goldberg, husband to an incredible woman, father of two amazing daughters, host interviewer and interrogator of this podcast and director and advisor and meditation teacher of Purpose Advisory. This purpose-driven project is entirely funded by Purpose Advisory, which I am a director of. We guide clients to make great life and money decisions, and we do this through a range of different services. Life vision experiences, personality, investment strategies, cash flow systems, and through teaching meditation. If you want to learn any more about any of these, link in the comments below. Now, just before we learn from yet another exceptional guest... If you find value from these conversations, please make sure to like and subscribe below, leave a review. It really does make a difference. And of course, share with someone else who's going to find value. Now, listen in, pay attention, take some notes, enjoy. Let's begin. For the listeners, Dave and his wife, Shan, create an exceptional personality model called Objective Personality System, uh, a purpose advisory. We use it with coaching clients before life vision activities because of how impactful it can be. Uh, I'm sure we'll have the chance to discuss that in this conversation as well. But what's what's remarkable about this system is not just how helpful we've found it for ourselves and for our clients, but how Dave and Shan created the community almost unintentionally without even doing the community management. Uh, you guys have become thought leaders without needing social media account, which I think is pretty cool. And if you're listening to this, chances are you've never even heard of OPS. Maybe you've heard of Myers-Briggs or DISC or Hexaco or Big Five or Enneagram. And so we're going to explore a bit about the history of creating the system, running through some of the basics, understanding how to apply it in your life, and ultimately to achieve greater holistic success. Let's kick it off. How do you define success? Uh, success, I would say, be kind of like just like, like meeting a goal. Say you're trying to make hundred thousand dollars a year you successfully pull that off but then that kind of leads into are you happy do you find meaning from it so i'd say you know mm -hmm. kind of a success would be kind of here kind of meeting that goal uh and then above success would be like looking for meaning or happiness so something like that 
Okay, so like the meaning and happiness is above success. You need to achieve success to get it. Is yeah, that what you're like saying? Success, like uh, I, I want to do a hundred pound bench press. I did it. Yeah, I'm successful. Or I want to make some money. How much money? This much money. I did it. I'm successful. But then, like the success can kind of like you can be successful, but then not happy, or you can be mm -hmm. happy but not successful. You know. So I guess I guess for my own self, just trying to define the terms would be like me. Success would be like setting goals, very distinct, objective, black and white goals, you know, money, fitness, something in the ST, something physical, you know, and then mm -hmm. achieving it. And then it just like then getting the success of the goal, you know, you got the car or whatever. And now it just, it's just like a trick almost to go, okay, so are you happy? Uh, did you find meaning? Then it kind of just throws you into that world, you know? So how would you know if you've lived a successful life? Uh, for me personally, that's been like a, you know, a life journey to try and figure out and define all that using starting off with like a Christian worldview, you kind of get kind of a ready-made package of, you know, how to define success or whatever. But for my own self and my own journey now at this point, 45 years old, like um, success, I, I really kind of backwardsly finding largely what Tony Robbins has been saying all along, just some type of growing and giving, like when I really like distill it all the way down. It is just, you know, some type of uh, setting goals, getting better every year, just improving in your areas, growing. And then from that abundance of growing and giving to others. And then from that, then finding meaning and purpose from that. And sometimes you got to choose it. Sometimes you'll have a really, really good day and you'll still feel horrible. And you got to choose mm -hmm. like, no, that is meaningful. That's purposeful. And that's really good. And you kind of got to like take that on, you know, or other times you'll feel really good, even though you didn't do much. So kind of, kind of, we, we have a saying, all roads lead back to Tony Robbins. So. <laughs> does uh do you find yourself living pretty well with that and do you find that most of the actions that you take guide you towards it as well uh i'd say each year since i was about 34 35 it's it's becoming more real it, it still feels like uh like a childish experience where just the first 35 years of my life just very addicted to default programs impulse just the average idiot you know and then now like kind of having a worldview that's a little bit more uh that involves more conscious choice not just running you're know, just getting up and running on autopilot so I, I think every year uh it gets a little bit easier to build that habit um and, and sometimes you know i'll hit my head against the wall where i'll be doing too much or going too long for, for a couple of weeks just just again on autopilot you get a really busy schedule and you're just going from thing to thing to thing and then all of a sudden you'll wake up one morning or, or, or late at night, just feeling worn out, tired, bad, you know, and like, oh, I haven't been really consciously uh, choosing my life. I haven't been really consciously choosing to take positive uh, meaning in the stuff that I'm doing, you know? So it hasn't, can you hasn't give been me getting harder. What's that? Can you give me an example of when that's happened lately? Um, I'll get, I'll get uh, a pretty good size kind of a, like a low day, maybe like maybe every eight or nine days, just like we'll be going straight. So the weekend will come up and you're like, eh, I can keep going. And then you're like a blaze, you'll blaze through the weekend. And then maybe mm -hmm. on like some Wednesday, every other week or so, usually we'll start with like the body, the body will be tired or worn out and like working out too much, not taking a day off. And then you just don't feel like doing work. And then everything just feels hard. Just, 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 just like a metallic heaviness on everything. And just nothing, nothing is exciting. Nothing is fun. Um, and so I've, I've been, so knowing that that comes, you know, every week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever, I'm um, trying to just kind of get ready for that, minimize that, not let it build up and then just kind of move through it quicker. So having, you know, cold showers, hot showers, half a day off, go for a run, go back to sleep, whatever I need to kind of just jumpstart the body, jumpstart the mind and then start the next day. And just knowing it's not, it's not real. I don't have any, I don't have any real problems. You know, you used to have a lot of real problems like 
be in trouble with the IRS or some horrible relationship or some health issue. So I, I don't have any like known monstrous real problems where I really go, maybe this is into something deeper. It's like, no, it's this, this time it's not, you're just having a bad day, roll through it, keep moving, you know? Mm. Well, how do you, how do you balance that? Looking at the big picture versus just looking at the day-to-day -day things that you got to do? Uh, how do I balance that? I, I think what's been helping is more and more objective tethers. So having more people in my life and then uh, the business is a good one because it's just like this train or assembly line that's just moving with, with or without you, like the months are rolling on customers. And so it's like, you don't get to really like pause and kind of get stuck or, or drift away or fall away because you're, you're moving. Mm -hmm. So I try and tie to a lot of different, you know, yearly goals, monthly goals, uh, teammates, uh, just, just like taking normal business oriented stuff and then setting goals or mile markers. And then just using those as kind of um, personal uh, anchors to to ensure self growth, you know, to ensure that I'm actually moving along. Does that answer your question? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you're yeah. you're talking about how you can go for a few weeks with just going on autopilot and not really like taking a step back, and making sure you're looking after all the different areas of your life as well. But then right. a big part of it is just like you got to set goals and you got to make sure that you're doing doing stuff right. You got to make sure that you're progressing. Yeah. Right. And and that kind of sounds. Like, I mean, the people who, I know, achieve the most goals, if that's what success is, uh, are the ones who kind of just keep doing, 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 doing yeah. keep taking yeah. action. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of, I, I feel like it's kind of evolved into that, you know, mm. when, when I when I find what's working is when I'm doing it that, that way. So, yeah. Is that, is that how you want to live your life? Um, I want to live my life in alignment with reality the best I can because I want to be done with the swinging of the tidal waves. I want to be done with... You know, I want this and I love this and I want it this way. And then you, you go that way, but you're not seeing the opposite. And then you get this massive tidal wave. So it's like, I've really shifted my focus towards, I want to be aligned with reality the best I can. And then I just feel like, just like, uh, you know, come from the RC airplane where we'll just got the helicopter while I'm in a hover. And like, when no one's looking, I'm going to just tilt slightly to that mountaintop over there. And then as soon as the storms come and as soon as everybody starts shooting at me, I just go back into, a, I wasn't moving. I wasn't going anywhere. I'm just sitting right here. I'm not, I'm trying not upsetting the universe. I'm not going all in. I'm not being super extreme. I'm not lunging for something which is going to cause a backlash. So yeah, what I want is to be aligned with reality, but then still not just be like a Zen monk in the sense of, you know, I died. I haven't done anything. I still kind of want to get something done, but not causing a mess out of it, you know? Mm. I mean, and that's almost like the, the opposite message of one of the other guests who's been on the show, uh, a guy named Vint Yang. Uh, he was a magician. He turned into a keynote speaker on communication. And he talks about how he loves magic because he can create his own reality. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. this guy is pretty much already well-centered in the in the physical world. And it's like, yeah, on, yeah. Magic, like on the stage, I can create my own reality. His, yeah. And he's amazing at it as well. But is that is that just something from a personality perspective? You You grow most by doing the opposite of what your personality is? Yeah, like so, so like the magician guy there, like it, it sounds like in that context, he might have a lot of balance where he's not, you know, he's not screwing up the rest of his life. Like, like he's committing to, like, hey, if people pay me money, I'm going to do this at this place at this time. And so there is, mm -hmm. there's still ultimately a balance to it, you know. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just just trying not to cause the tidal waves. Like the the thing with the uh, personality code stuff is it gives you the answer sheet to to the yings and the yang, and we're all 
we're all born able to see some of the coins. We're all born able to see some of the balances on, on some of the stuff. So, you know, we'll do it by looking at others. We're like, oh, that person is way too loud or too aggressive or too much, or this person is too quiet or too timid or, or too controlling or too chaotic. So whatever it is that you can see, you can see mm -hmm. a couple of them, but then there's like, you know, eight more or whatever that you can't see. And so it's like the personality code is like, okay, so here's the rest of them. And you're, so you're starting with the, the ones that you do see. You're like, okay, so these are real. Okay, so wait, that means that these are also real, but I don't see those. Like, well, that's that's what you're going to find by the time you're 80. You know, the, all the old people, they they end up finding, you know, the balance of everything the hard way. So, yeah, the personality mm -hmm. stuff just kind of gives a young person kind of a cheat sheet of, okay, here's what you're going to find out by the time you're older, kid. Plus, it's just going to put some labels on it. Now go do what you want. And then most of us are just like, I'm going to go do what I want to do anyways. And then you just, then you screw your life off. But then it does help with not playing like a, feeling like a victim because, when my life goes in balance, I'm like, oh, well, I'm extroverted. So no wonder I, I went, I skipped the weekend and I didn't rest. Oh, and I'm consumed last. So no wonder I didn't see that. Oh, and I'm, I'm DI. So no wonder I didn't listen to their opinions. So it's like, once I get, you know, stuck in a ditch, I don't, it doesn't feel like the world's unfair. It just feels like, oh, got me again. I wasn't doing my homework on the stuff that I don't want to see, you know? Mm. All right. And we'll, we'll talk about that because there are, there are some amazing personalities out there who have done incredibly well from continuing to be super unbalanced. But I guess their yeah. their environment keeps smashing them back down into oh you got to look back at that Elon yeah, Musk yeah. he can't keep he can't just keep doing whatever the hell he wants it's realizing he's getting some backlash yeah yeah or look at the look at the the long term you know somebody could be rocking it in their thirties or forties or fifties but like mm -hmm. look at the story by the time by the time the story and you see a lot of celebrities that go up and down you know so wait until they're uh, wait till they hit the finish line when they're eighty see how it turns mm -hmm. out you know. Okay. All right. Well, why don't, why don't we talk then about uh, the journey to creating the OP model? Uh, can you give uh, like a brief history insight into development, how it went from you guys basically knowing MBTI to a completely different system today? Yeah, as, uh, we were dabbling in personality types like everybody else, Myers-Briggs. This is like early 2000s, like 2000, zero, uh, 1999, 2000. Um, and just were interested in it, thought it was cool, interesting, and doesn't, didn't really care if it was scientific or not, just had other things going on in life. Then in, uh, 2004, 2016, got really heavy in the RC airplane business, doing online business, doing, um, radio controlled airplanes, selling kits and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, did that, did that a lot, like really went all in on, on the online business, early online business. Uh, and so then we got into sales and all of the customer base where it was a very particular type of person, like, you know, like who, who wants to like build a little radio controlled plane and control it. And mm. most of the guys, uh, we had quite a few guys in Australia. Uh, most of the guys were like retired, you know, Navy guys, retired admirals or whatever. Um, and they, and they, and so they all have kind of the same glasses and they would argue over tools and they're a very interesting little group. Like if you go down to your local hobby shop and see these guys, the suspenders and whatever, mm -hmm. uh, but then you're just seeing, you're just seeing like hundreds of them, you know? Um, and of course there's all sorts of different characters in the space, myself included. I'm not exactly like they are, you know? Um, but there was definitely a distinct, like, just like a cart, look like a cartoon character that now you saw like a hundred of them, you know, you go to the field mm -hmm. and they'd all have their little tackle boxes and you go to, a, you drive to another field where they don't even know each other. And it'd be the same, the same guys, the same characters, you know? So you're just like, okay, I swear to God, there's something going on. So it does, it goes back like, okay, so what is this? What's personality? What's psychology? So getting into personality and psychology to try and figure out 
why, why are their emails all the same? Why do they all get stuck on the same stuff? Why is it the same questions? I mean, anybody in sales sees these repetitive patterns, you know, uh, just in the RC business, it was pretty extreme. So uh, we realized what we had in our hands was the Myers-Briggs ISTJ, you know, somebody who likes to control things in the physical, uh, doesn't like the abstract, doesn't, you know, not, not, doesn't, not doesn't like, but, you know, scared of, uh, doesn't like to guess, likes to prove, likes to go line by line. Uh, likes the TE likes to figure it out and work things out together with others. So they want to work on their plane with others and they want to show it off, which makes it great for the forums and stuff. So we, um, kind of just saw a match. We're like, well, that's, here's the ISTJ profiles online. And that's, that's what we're seeing in our forum. And oh, okay, great. And then, uh, the more we wrote our sales stuff to the ISTJs, the sales would go up and then we would start, you know, getting cocky and like start writing, get lazy and start writing the sales you know, how you want to write it. And then the sales will go down. And this, this went up and down um, several times for quite a few years. We were only like halfway paying attention to this. So much so that it was like, it's like a direct thing. You're like, hey, you want to see the sales go up? Watch this. And you, hey, you want to see the sales go down? Watch this. So there was a, some objective, you know, there's like a needle moving there, you know? Like what, what so, are some examples of that? Is it? Uh, do you, just, you would just write a newsletter, just like, you just like, you stand on your head and you write, you write it just, everything that I, you and I would like personally hate doing. It's like, Hey, do you want to hear this? Like, cause it's demon NE. Do you want to hear the hidden secrets that they are, that the, the selfish guys are hiding from you? Like, you know, that you know, like, so you're describing their opposite, <laughs> you know, that selfish show off guy that every, that everybody hates. And he's got some secrets that makes him fly so good. Do you want to learn the 13 step process to perfection? It's just a bunch mm -hmm. of horseshit, and but it's like they were just to them. They're just like, oh my gosh, that the same as the other way. Somebody that writes a sales letter that goes towards, you know, for me, like kind of like the easy button thing of like, could somebody just come in and like you saw before, like Shan, like setting everything up, the chair, the mm -hmm. lights, the microphone. Like, <laughs> do you want somebody to come in and do everything? Yes, I do. Right. <laughs> so we all you you figure out they're a sucker, but then you start to realize. You know, it goes, it's, it goes all the way around. Everybody's a sucker, depending which angle you're looking at. What were so, some of the messages that you sent out to them where it, it was one of the ones where you just got lazy and it dropped off? Then I would, I would write, I would write it how I would write it. Like I would write just very kind of how I'm talking now, just very, I'd be jumpy. I'd be kind of abstract. I wouldn't fill in a lot of details. I struggled to fill in the details. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to like give an overview summary. I don't want to go line by line or I can't remember line by line. It's like, I don't, I don't know how the hell I got the motor to work. I just, I don't, I just did it. Like, I don't know what the seven steps are. I mean, I guess if I had to stay up there all night, I guess I could figure out the seven steps. So I'm just going too fast, too general. Or um, I would, I would uh, want to talk about designing something new, designing something that's never been done before. And that's what we did on our YouTube channel. We would, we would get a lot of views because we would build planes that had never been done before. So it was very creative and, you know, off the book or, or, or people would say like, you know, you couldn't do that and be like, oh yeah. And we'd get some, you know, flying school bus to transform and fly off or something, something that's not supposed to happen, breaking the rule, you know? Hmm. So they would, they would, they would watch it like, whoa, that's crazy. But then they would get mad and they wouldn't want to buy it. They would never buy it. They never, that's the thing is they would never buy it. They would always buy, you know, like the P-51 Mustang, like some, some boring plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so know your actual customers. So that's a that's a nice business rule. Yeah, a nice business yeah. So that yeah, was so that was 2016. Did anything else happen in that time before the next? Transition? No, no. So it was like in in that time is when we started to kind of kind of take personality more seriously because we were seeing that so strongly. Um, 
And then while we're in there, we, we like kind of personality ourselves, like, oh, I think you're an INTJ and I'm an INTJ and you're an ENTJ. And we would, you know, read the profile like that. That looks about right. Um, and it would help a little bit with self-growth, you know. Uh, and then we would get, then we got into the Carl Jung functions, like where the Myers-Briggs actually came from. And that's just like looking at the parts underneath the hood, you know, the actual functions. And that's when it kind of got into self-growth a little bit more. Then, then you're like, oh, so you have demon FI, you have demon emotions. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And now it's hitting a little deeper in your personal world, you know? Um, and then from there we took, uh, took several swings to try and see if it was scientific trackable. We couldn't, we couldn't get it to, to track for quite a few years, just kind of almost gave up on it and just continued back on with our life, you know, but then it just, um, then it came back. It just kept, it just like kept nagging, just kept coming back. Like we kept, as we were getting older, we kept using it in our personal life and then we kept using it in sales. So like we couldn't, I remember, I remember one time just going, all right, I need to, I need to let go of something. Either this thing is scientific or I'm full of shit and I need to let go. Can we swear on this? Uh, I, I need to, I need to let go and, and update my worldview of if, I, if, if I'm going to say this is, if this thing is working and the scientific world says it's not. I need to make a decision. I need to make a decision. Do I tell the scientific world they're wrong or do I realize that I might have something uh, that I'm not seeing right? I need to let the personality stuff go and find out what, what it is I'm really looking at. Maybe, maybe mm. there's, there's sales effects that I'm, I'm, I'm attributing it to the Myers-Briggs profiles, but it's actually something else and I'm seeing it wrong or, or, or something like that, you know? So that's when I then really went in like, okay, let's see if we can actually uh, get this to be scientific or, or prove this to very much not be scientific. Uh, most of the times when we would do that, it would it would end up being not scientific. Like we went after. What, what do you what do you mean by scientific? Well, like we go after. Remember we looked into astrology. Like that was super. Like we're young and dumb. Like maybe astrology is real. And like that that didn't work out really fast. You know. So there's quite a few. Like so we didn't really care. Like if Myers Briggs was scientific or not. So like what we were doing is I talked to a, I talked to an older guy. He was like, um, uh, and uh, he's retired does like business consulting and stuff. So I was asking him like, he does like business systems and things like that. And I'm like, Hey, so how would, how, how do you do science? So like, he's like, what do you mean? Like, how do you do scientific like personality or how would you test it? And he was talking about a whole different ways that they do it in the academic world. And I'm like, look, I, I got like maybe a couple hours I could throw a week and 20 bucks. I'm not going to like haul it, kind of hire a bunch of college kids or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, well, you could do like two people in the room. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll work. I get that. And so he would just set it up as like, you know, you can type somebody independently where, but just don't show each other your results. And I'm like, why? What do you mean? He's like, well, cause you're, you're going to be influencing each other, like the Ouija board thing, you know? So it took me a while to kind of figure out what the, what the hell he was saying. And then, uh, I was like, okay, yeah. So then we started typing friends or celebrities separately and couldn't get a single match or, you know, probably a match here or there, but like we thought we didn't was realize in, how, well you were trying to type them with Myers Briggs, right? Like the one yeah, in sixteen types. Right. Yeah, right. Because okay. we didn't realize like we're all like my mom's an ESFJ, but like we had all worked that out together. Like you don't realize mm -hmm. how much you're work your Ouija boarding. You know what I mean by that? Like you're yeah. like, are you moving it? I'm not moving it, but but everybody's kind of moving it. Like, you know, we all arrived. It's like, no, you were all in the room kind of working out that type. You don't realize how you're kind of give and taking and then you know, you, you felt like you came up with it, but you didn't put people in separate rooms. And all of a sudden you see how intense that really was, which is what science says, you know? 
Mm -hmm. So science is like, yeah, if you can independently test this and independently get the same numbers or close to the same numbers without influencing each other, then yeah, there's something there. There's something that you're seeing in object, objective reality that's sending out a signal that you're able to find and track. And so you can't do that with any of the other personality types. You can't do that with big five. You can't do that with Myers-Briggs. You can't do that with, with uh, any of them. Well, Myers-Briggs has got to evolve, but like, so that's, that's where we went from the 16 and we realized that we had to define the terms. Like that's what, that's what really started. It's like, what do you mean ENFP? How did you get this person in ENFP? <laughs> well, they're, they're funny and they're silly. It's like, okay, well, I thought that was Effie. Well, so what is Effie? So then now you're falling down that of having to define the terms and work the terms out with your partner. That was brutal. We're still doing that, you know? Mm. So then it just from there, then it, then it started to split. Then we started to realize what Carl Jung said. I, I have this saved on a, lots of writings come out later this year that, that Carl Jung said, uh, he said it on a video and he also said it on a, an interview and he said it on a, I think it's some writing. I think it was, I think the writing is from an interview, but uh, they're drilling him on the types. And he's like, I don't know, there could be 360 types for all I know. He's like, this is a code that unfolds and it, it, it fractals out. And he just threw 360 out kind of like a circle. Um, mm. But what he was saying, and then he said like, there's discovery still to be made. Like the code isn't, his, his code isn't done. Somebody come along and finish the math. And that's exactly what we kind of accidentally ended up doing is realize that it wasn't 16 types, there was 32. And then once there was 32, then we could define the terms more precisely and it was easier to independently track types. And then from 32, we realized actually, wait, there's 64. And it kept dividing all the way up to uh, 512 um, and, and possibly and then some, you know? Mm -hmm. So so yeah, that's where we are now. And you think, think it'd be harder to type on a spectrum of 512, it actually gets easier. It actually gets easier to type the more you have. So right now- Why is that? Because it's, uh, it's you're, you're getting more precision and definitions in in the binary coins so like like uh when i go to type somebody like the like uh, the, your buddy you pulled up earlier it's like there's nine coins you know nine squared is 512 so there's nine genetic coins or whatever you know are you an observer or a decider are you a feeler or a thinker are you info dom or energy dom are you you know oh are you gathering or organizing so these are these are binary coins and there's of course a bell curve spectrum to them and there's masculine version there's all sorts of you know, but there's still a binary coin. You may be doing this or you may be doing this, but you're not nobody, nobody, and nobody changes. You're left-handed or right-handed, right? And so- you, you mean you mean that it's always, it's never 50-50. It might no, be 100-0, no. it might be 49-51. No, it's, it's 49, no, it's impossible because it's like one is the savior and one is the devil. One is the good guy and one is the bad guy. And they're they're pulling from each other. And it's, it's really, it's, it just comes down to blame. It, I mean, it's, it's what's in it, what we've discovered is like, it's the, it's the driving force of humanity, not to like jump way ahead here, but it's like, we're all driven by our fears. Like you're, when you dig down, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? You get down to all your bullshit answers. There's a, there's a certain fear that you're running from. There's why everybody of your same type is so predictable. And so why it's why you're, if you stay on the default program, you end up like everybody else of your type at 60 years old. And like that stayed on the, the default program as well. Yeah. Right? We have the data to show mm -hmm. it. And as you're like, that's what gets soul breaking is I'm looking at all these guys that are the same type as me older. And I'm like, and I'm just looking at the data and it, it talk about like existential breakdown. It, that really, it really, uh, you know, 
wrecks you hard because it's the the brain is like it's got all these lies and all these stories that that Tony Robbins has been trying to tell everybody for fucking decades, and mm-hmm. it's like the virus sees that it's seen and it it just is like oh yeah well then screw you and there's like this there's like a tantruming where your 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 brain your body like just shut down it's like well you're on your own now and it's just this, it's a weird existential kind of a dropping off when you start to see oh my story and my life is 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 as ridiculous as everybody else of my type then you get really embarrassed when you're talking to someone so so (laughs) that's it before before we dive back into the personality model uh how do you how do you handle that nihilism how have you how have you come back to terms with if you have uh it's 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 um that's probably the real conversation because it's like you then go back and you see Carl Jung warning, warning everybody. He's like, there's an abyss down there, darkness. Everyone's like, yeah, cool, whatever. And we we're just a couple of idiots in sales going, you know, what if we could prove personality? What if you could? What if you did? Now what, kid? Now what? Are you mm. ready for that? I had no idea what we were doing. And so it does, it does unlock the most amount of existentialism you could possibly have. Like it just, because everything's fake at, at this point. Oh, it's just gonna sound crazy, but at this point, it's like there's nothing that anybody's saying or doing that I haven't heard. I don't. I haven't not only heard, but I have on file in a system with hundreds of other people. And it's like when we're when we're typing clients, it's like you watch them for 10, 20 minutes, and then pause, and you can just jump around their video and then just pause and predict what they're gonna say because you know their story. You know, mm-hmm. the person is always complaining about the other guy, always complaining. Oh, the other guy, the other guy, always. Compl-. And then like you're you're in tune to see that. You're like, oh, that's the DIDE coin. They're DE. Oh, let me guess. Let me jump over here. They're going to be talking about the other guy. Like it's it's not that hard. Like you have you have everybody has friends and family in their life that you can predict mm. everything they're going to say because you live with them and they're a psycho and you got them figured out. But it's just mm. a couple of people. But then you see everybody out there. And you're like, well, I don't know everybody out there. Well, what if you could? What if you had their profile down too, like you do the few people you have in your life, and you figure out this code, and then you're just you're just sorting toads and frogs really fast, and you're not. You're not hearing anything new or different, including coming from your own self. So it just it it takes the uh, it's just like you're it's just like you can never watch a movie again without knowing the ending type of feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And so it then forces you into choice. It forces you into what what all the self growth people are saying It's like you gotta not just be along for the ride. Like hey, you know what? Yeah, what? I got this great idea. I'm gonna hold on. Pause before you say that. Uh, let me go over to the people of your same type. It's going to be X, Y, and Z, right? Okay, go ahead. What is it? X, Y, and Z. Oh, wow. What a great idea you came up with. Like, just like everybody mm-hmm. else of your type. Oh, and look, on the other side of that hill is the same cliff all you guys also fall into. But I'll just pretend like I don't know that, right? Even though you got all the data. So it then just kind of slows you down of having to choose meaning and then realize uh, Donald Hoffman's work that like, these are all default programs that all make sense. Like mm-hmm. the... Uh, the, the, the gathering guy, the um, the whistleblower, he's 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 genetically there in the tribe to save us once things get too controlling and the economy gets this way and the new world order. We need the whistleblower guy because he's going to break out and he's going to save. So we need that type of termite in the tribe in our in our little termite analogy. And then the ones that have the wings that we need them and the and the the EJ one we need. So all of us play a role. We all play a purpose in the beehive. It looks it looks. I mean, the genetics look just like a termite hive or a beehive where you have different kinds and variations with different jobs. So mm-hmm. we're all needed. You know, if you're a hammer, we're going to need to hammer a nail eventually. But it's like it just gives you the choice of like rather than going through 
all day, every day doing what I default want to do, which is, you know, selfish control, selfish control, because that's what I'm born with. It's like, it, it gives you the choice to slow down and stop and go, okay, maybe not selfish control. What, what else could I do? You know, and then you mm -hmm. get that humbling choice of, well, I could do what I really don't want to do, but that would be the right answer, you know, and it kind of just pushes you into that. Right. Now, I, I think this is a really valuable point because a lot of people, once they find out their personality type, they go, yeah, this is, this is me. I am a NIFI, whatever, right? Yeah. I am this. I am this personality. Look, oh, of course. And then they start blaming their personality type on all of their freaking problems. And they start saying, all of my problems is because of this. I'm just tribe. So, of course, I'm doing everything for everyone else. And I'm going to keep doing that because, hey, I'm tribe. Right. And what you're, what you're saying pretty clearly is, or at least implying, is that your personality can describe you, but it doesn't define you unless you let it. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to not let it because it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's literally like uh, we're seeing it's, it's tied to your body, you know, like, like hair color and stuff is also what we're seeing of, of, of people that have the exact same 512 type. If, if they're the same race, they tend to look the same hair color, red, red hair color, height, uh, muscle mass. So you, you think about like um, the, the old cartoons of, of the, the jock versus the nerd, right? Mm -hmm. Or even masculine feminine. Like you, you, could, you could go to any kid around the world that's never seen a TV and, and draw drawings of masculine and feminine characters or a jock and a nerd. And they'll get, they're going to know which is which. How do they know mm -hmm. that? Right. So it's like these, these traits are hardwired into the body. The, the jock is physically head to toes. Chemicals are set up for a certain set of characteristic traits. Uh, and so you're asking the jock to be a nerd and the nerd to be a jock and you're asking the feminine to be masculine and the mask. And all of us it, at times find in life, that is what our biggest, most meaningful things are. Cause like, if you think about like the movies or whatever, like say the, say the, the ESFP cheerleader girl, it's like, she finally gets to a point where she's like, look, I don't want to be known as just the prettiest girl in town anymore. I want to be known for my ideas. I want to be known for my accomplishments. I want to be known. And now she's going to be pointing to something over on the other side of what she's naturally born with or the the jock wants to be known as the smart guy or the smart guy wants to be known as you remember the marty mcfly on the the back of the future mm -hmm. you know the little marty mcfly guy wants to be known as i beat up the bully you know so we want to mm -hmm. we want to do one of those and that's where we have like some of the most meaningful uh experiences and growth in our life but it's not like we're doing that every day you know what i mean <laughs> so it's really hard it's really, it's really is it, hard. It's is really it desirable hard. to do that every day like is it desirable for you to go and i don't know be some kind of st going like off on minutes, like 10 minutes for 10 minutes yeah like i'll set like i'll so like i'll set up my job during the day where you, once once you kind of get this code figured out like everything fits into a defined category pretty quick which is which is very nice because you don't spend a lot of time going what's happening you know pretty quick what's going on and and how screwed you are and so it's like when I got to go do paperwork or whatever, I can tell my partner, I'm like, oh, I got to go do SI. I got to go organize physical reality in a, in a linear kind of way that's connected. That's not chaotic with the sensor, with the sensor stuff. And so my partner, therefore, can know what that is. They know what I'm doing. That happens to be a demon of mine. And then I'll just be like, oh, because that's a demon of mine I, and I know what I'm walking into, uh, 20 minutes. Like, um, you know, Michael and Shan, they've got meetings they do every day at one and they're like going through taxes or whatever. And and, and that, you know, like who, who, who loves doing taxes or whatever? It's like, it's, it's going to hit, it's going to hit everybody's demons. So we'll just know like, okay, that's going to push me hard into my demons. Uh, let's make that one 40 minutes, you know, cause it's, it's when you're pushing too hard in the, in the demons, like 
your body just gets sweaty, exhausted, tired, drained. It's usually just a drain of frustration, you know, and when you're doing your saviors, you're on dopamine, you're on crack, you know, it's a, it's a definite, like, you know, Andrew Huberman, when you follow his stuff, the chemicals and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's not like you can do it too long, you know? Okay. But, but our greatest growth will come from doing it for too long. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's where it gets tricky. Cause like, one thing I've learned about with growth is like the, the, um, you know, how you just like, you're in the self growth field and you're just like learning something new all the time. And you're just like throwing it like in this dumpster behind you that you're, you know, towing on a trailer and like someday you'll sort through it. Right. And it's just like, uh, what is it? The, the growth curve, um, flow state. And I'm like, yeah, flow state. And then like toss it back there. Mm-hmm. But then like, as you get early, like, wait, wait what? And you could pull that one out. You're like, yeah, I think flow state is actually pretty relevant. You know, I think that, that graph they have where it's like, like, don't make it too boring. And don't, but don't make it too insane because there is such things as breaking and overtraining and trauma and hippocampus and amygdala where you're screwing up your brain wiring too much, you know? Um, and, and there does seem to be different ways to do growth. You can take the payment plan where you're doing small, frequent, hard stresses over a long period of time. That's kind of what I'm doing a lot of now these days, or you could sign up for the Navy SEALs and do a whole hell of a lot of it in six months, you know, Mm -hmm. but like most guys that go into the seals, you don't make it. You, you, can, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's uh, not, not everyone's David Goggins, right? Yeah, exactly. You got You got to, as you get older, you're like, you know, you do actually lose some, this, this, this heroes, you see all those bones there. Yeah. The other guys like, no, no, eventually that's, that's going to be you. You got to be, <laughs> gotta be careful. Not that you don't do anything, but you know, there are, there are, you can't push it too hard. You know, you can get sick you can get tired and get burnt out and you can get depressed. You know, you gotta be careful with it. So I have a, a, I've, I've found that one of the best ways for, for us to encourage clients to do this, because you're talking about personal growth now, right? You're using, using objective personality as the tool to be able to, or like to show you the markers of going, ah, that's the area which you got to work on. Uh, But I've found, yes, personality really helps, but beyond that, having amazing mentors helps you even more. Yeah, right. So I've got a mentor of mine actually his name's martin budin we were chatting about him earlier yeah yeah i I had him on episode four and he he called me up one monday morning a few weeks back he's like how many how many prospects are you going to call today harry and for for those of you who don't know my personality it's it's very similar to actually it's exactly the same as yours today we have different (laughs) beliefs um so that means we're not exactly the same but uh Calling 20 people in a day is not my forte. It's not right. something I wake up in the morning and go, yes, I'm going to call 20 people today. This is awesome. Right. But having someone like that guy and anyone who's watched the episode with Martin will know what type of guy is like. He's like, you're going to call 20 people? Great. Let me know how it goes. Let me go. Let me know how yeah. it goes at, at 4 p.m. I'll, I'll check in with you. Tell me how it goes. Nice. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm making 20 phone calls. It's time to hit the call turn off like turn off all distractions get rid of all the get all get rid of all the browsers which you've chucked away for somewhere else maybe save them in a bookmark folder which you're never going to look at and at least allows it to be there and just focus on calling 20 prospects right and then when you have those types of conversations with a mentor who's like that someone who's the opposite who you aspire towards right you don't just want to find the opposite person to you and there's some crack addict and i know alcoholic they have shitty marriage and whatever you want to find the people that you're aspiring towards and who have a considerably different personality to yours and then you start to you start okay i've got to i've got to keep up with this like i've actually got to commit to it and i asked him at the end i'm like 
what happens? Like I, I made 20 calls the next Monday, I made 25 calls or something. And then 24 calls. It's nice. pretty cool. It's, it's yeah. actually fun to do it now almost. Well, it's fun to boast about it afterwards. Right, right. <laughs> but, but then I asked him a really stupid question. I asked him, what happens if I run out of people to call? He was like, Harry, what the F are you talking about? Like, how many billion people are there in the world? Are you ever That's really going to run out of people to call? I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't even think of that. Damn it. <laughs> and I mean, is that something which you find with, especially with all the conversations you're having with people when after you've professionally personality typed them as well, and they're like, oh, no, it's just too hard, or they're making some sort of excuses, or they're just completely blind themselves to possibility as a result? Yeah, totally. What we, what we do in our monthly or our weekly class is... um every week we'll we're typing some new celebrity or whatever and it's like it's for for me i know for a lot of people it's just evolved into okay show me some good mentors out there uh, online mm -hmm. you know nothing beats having somebody in physical real life but but uh, as well as like you know there'd be 10 20 people that i'm following online and then just using because they're putting out so much social media stuff now of like using them as uh, the mentorship so it's like uh when i was younger they had the what would jesus do bracelet you know so you carry mm -hmm. it around you get in a sticky situation you look down at it so it's like that concept so i'll just be thinking about what would so and so do and just have these different mentors in my mind because it's like because like when, when i know where the core problem is and the core problem is me and i'm addicted to my default programs and all i got to do is go to the data look at 20 guys of my same or similar type, which I can hardly stand watching them at all because they're so cringy and they do the same stuff and they fall in the same problems. I go, okay, wait, wait, stop, stop, okay, that's enough. I don't want to keep listening to Dave Powers 100% of the day. He's not the best one to listen to because he does what he did to my life the first 35 years, you know? So that it just gets you more open towards the humility of, all right, what what is the other person saying? Especially somebody who's on the other side, they're old, you know, a mentor, to some degree. I've also learned really um, to, to have at least 10, you know, because uh, it, it's hard when you're, you have like a really close mentor or person you follow and they die or mm -hmm. they get in a controversy or whatever. So I've kind of learned that one, you know, kind of diversify them into at least 10, you know, but uh, yeah, man, because uh, it's just like, uh, I feel like anybody who's doing stuff in life, I think it's all a matter of like, I think, I think everybody figures out most of this stuff eventually. And it's just kind of like, hey, do you want to figure this out a little bit faster? Or, or do you want to keep doing it the hard way? You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to keep having to learn everything the hard way. There's somebody older that I can trust and they're trying to get through to me. You know, I might as well listen to them every once in a while, you know. All right. So let's go back to, to this development piece. Uh, so you start off with Myers-Briggs and you went, oh, cognitive functions. Someone doesn't have to just be, uh, I don't know, if they're, if they're organized, it's like, oh, I... Uh, and that means that they, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to then be a tribe above self. Uh, you can be organized and self and be much more introverted in that sense. And yeah. similarly, you can, you can also be doubly extroverted as well. You don't have to be like Myers-Briggs in terms of yeah. limiting extroverted one, introverted the other. Right. And, right. and then you kept it going. So what were yeah. the, what were the extra coins? Can you kind of like dumb it down? Yeah. So yeah, we're starting with Myers-Briggs stuff. So it's like, it's, yeah, we're not, we're not going to have a lot of friends for a while. Cause it's like the, the, the scientific community is correct that you can't track this stuff. Uh, but then the Myers-Briggs community is correct. Cause you actually can, if you define your terms, right. And the, these, the 16 Myers-Briggs types, we actually do see them in our data, They're depending on how you define it. But then those 16 types are on a bell curve. So like what you're saying, I think most people are familiar with like, say INFJ, let's start with that one. So it's like, if you were to look at 
what we would def or what Myers Briggs would define as a, a, Myer an I a Myers Briggs INFJ. Uh, in on our terms, they would be let's just say in the middle of the bell curve of INFJ. So you can have some that are way more introverted than you're expecting. So they'll come across your desk and be like, that's not an INFJ. They're super introverted and mopey and they don't even talk and they're DI, they're selfish. You're like, well, that's still the same function stack. I was like, now you're going to find that. Like, is that even real? How do you define a function stack? What is that? It's Carl Jungland. But no, they're the same function stack as, as the other INFJs. So there's actually, I guess, what, 32 INFJs, if, that, if that's right, 16 times 32. Mm -hmm. So you have introverted ones or masculine ones, uh, extroverted ones, et cetera. Um, so it's basically, um, the way that, I, the way that I look at it now is, is we'll still, we'll still use the Myers-Briggs, but it's more of like when I'm trying to figure somebody out, largely the first thing I'm trying to figure out is observer or decider. So here's the most useful thing for, for everybody out there Good is observer or decider. So if you were to, if, if it's, if there was just two personality types, let's just master that coin first. Then we master that coin, then we'll go to four personality types, but don't run to 512 if you haven't mastered just two, right? So if there's only two out there, it's really what to look for is an observer or a decider. So an observer is going to be somebody who is uh, fascinated with the missing information. So there's some screw off with the sensory and the intuition. They have sensory and intuition on the top or the bottom. And so there's this weird thing, much like you and I, where it's like, hey, so did you know this? And did you know that? Yeah, but what about this? And what about that? Yeah, but what about this understanding? But did you know this fact? So this is going to be you and I, there's going to be talking about, you know, missing information stuff. What you and I are not going to be doing is what the deciders are doing. We are not going to be talking about, and the other guy, and he was mean to me, but I don't know, it was my turn, but then I was mean to him, but then he was mean to me. And so there's a there's also a cross check that if you're an observer, you're not screwing up the decider world. And if you're a decider, you're not screwing up observer world. And I'm, let me define screwing up because yeah, you please. get a bell curve of those two and, and, and some of them do actually screw it up, you know, in their opposite camp. It's um, the observer decider is where the the life driving triggering fear is coming from so let me define that so where myers-briggs and, and all personality systems really kind of um just leave a lot of money on the table leave leave a lot of they kind of miss a lot of the point is they're going after what you're good at or what you're bad at or what you like or what you don't like it's like believe me when you mm -hmm. really get in a personality type you're not going to give a shit about that you're going to you're going to care about if this person's coming over to my house what is their driving fear? Because that's going to make sense. Why are they so upset? Why are they wrecking everything? Why are they throwing things? Why, like, why are they now happy? Why are they sad? It's not going to be, they're good at golf or they like parties. You're, gonna, you're not going to care about that so fast, right? So the, the triggering is something like, if you picture like scratching your fingernails on a chalkboard, you mm -hmm. know, a large percentage of the population, for some reason, they are triggered by that and they freak out about that. And there, there's a whole interesting science of uh, like synesthesia where people have like, you know, Shan has this, it's actually really rare, like visuals and tastes or visuals and sounds will be, it's just like a cross wiring, you know? Um, I remember one time at church, this, this is like years ago, uh, we had a youth group and I remember sitting around and I asked all the kids, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, uh, so nails on a chalkboard, is that, who's that bothering? Like most people were like, I'm like, did anybody have anything else? And like, like, I mean, you might try this sometime with a group, like the funniest shit, like, yeah, like ice rubbing a, across my toes. Like what? Or yeah, the feeling of like a <laughs> nylon carpet. It's like just the weirdest things. Mm. And, and for me, it's like metal zippers or like when forks hit the teeth, like that gives me the EBGVs. 
So it's just like in everybody. Do you have something like that? Could you, do you have one off the top of your hand, like a nails on a chalkboard or something like that? There, there, there are plenty of things which which annoy me pretty quickly. <laughs> but I've, so, I've, mo- I've mostly, like in the last few years, I've mostly learned to kind of just let that go and, and respond rather than react. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's a. Uh, there's another one, um, uh, misophonia, where people will have like feelings of uh, rage and violence and aggression with certain sounds or ASMR stuff like that. So it's just a, it's mm-hmm. a weird wiring with the body and its fight or flight system is is just screwed up with the wiring right so everybody's got something like that so you picture it that way so when an observer is they lost their car or the paperwork or the missing information there'll be a lot that they can navigate through like that doesn't bother but there'll be something that will in the observer world the non-people world that will create that that generate that fight or flight sweat the heart rate will go up there'll be this intense triggering and they've had it since they were a little kid and they'll have it their whole life. And it's just part of that person. They will be triggered and, for, and their brain will go into a fight or flight state. And so you'll watch mm. their eyes roll back on their head. I don't mean that literally, but they'll, they'll get really stupid and they'll start saying this or that things. So they'll be in a panic state. Well, if we just did this, then it'll save us from the alien attack and the Republicans. And you're like, what the hell? What You were totally normal a minute ago, right? Mm. And then the deciders have that with people. And so we all have both, like we all... If people are mean to me, that hurts and I'm upset. And if somebody stole my car, but it's like the trip, you only have triggering in one of the camps. That's the thing that is, that is like a hundred percent. Do you ever, do you ever find people who get triggered by both people who get triggered by others in the drama, as well as triggered by the fact that things aren't, things aren't where they need to be and things aren't happening the way they're supposed to. No, because it's like when when we get down to the triggering, because that's something we look at all the time. And it's like, as we're watching videos of people, it's like, the what we'll, what we'll see a lot is like the decider will be like, oh, I'm so triggered. And everybody does this, by the way. It, it, the decider will be like, oh, I'm so triggered by the things. You're like, oh, well, tell me about it. Well, my phone broke, and then everybody was upset at me, and they judged me, and the waiter said, like, I'm like, hey, stop, hey, this is so quick. This is now not about the phone, you right. know. And then it's the same way the other way around, and it's because it, it's it's back to that binary. It's it's very extreme, which is why the system is a system. It's why it's a science, which is why the predictability is just through the roof because there's not. It's not like we're having a hard time. It's not like there's a, hmm, I wonder. It's like, it's, there's not, it's just a very, does the person have red hair or not? Are they right-handed or not? Are they freaking out about things or people? Like it does, it's not, it's not uh, murky. It's not hard to see. You just may need to watch more of them. But then if you're seeing it right, then as you watch as many hours as you need of their life, or, or what I like to say is like, you know, come, I don't want to go live with them for a week. You're, you're seeing the reoccurring life pattern. Because then the whole point is, oh, Sally, I know why your life is stuck in a ditch right here. Because every time there's a decider issue, you keep going like this. And this is happening 10, 20 times a day. Every day you're, you're wincing and you're directing your life in this circle. So it's not like, you know, I wear a hat. It's not some silly thing that happened. No, it's their entire life is defined by this, which is why they're. Life can is. we can we dive into the into more of the sensory of that? I think that's probably most most useful for listeners. Yeah. So if we're talking about someone who's unbalanced tribe, right? Like unbalanced DE, what what are we looking for? Like give me give me some examples of what that can start to look like. Yeah. So it's like it's best like looking at the case study you have of like we all have the same like TV show when it comes to the sitcom of your life. You know, we got some neighbors. We got crazy grandma, we got crazy aunt and uncle, we got the overachiever kid, we got the jock kid, et cetera. We all got the same 128 
coincidentally, you know, characters in our life. And so when you, the, the thing is, it's hard is you've got to go really get to know grandma. And that's where everybody just, they, they're so, their head is so full of their own shit. They can't see what grandma is really scared of or what Sally's really scared of. Cause like, you know, if you take a, if you take a 29 year old Dave, who's scared of Illuminati and the new world order and the Republicans and the Democrats and the economy and Donald Trump and the aliens and the Chinese balloon and all this conspiracy stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm so loaded with that fear, which, which a certain set of the population is, you know, that then when I go and try and figure out, you know, uncle John, who's actually afraid of judgment or people like I can't see him. I don't, even, and I don't, and I have an immunity to that. I don't even believe that's real. So every time I'm mm. talking to uncle John, all I'm seeing is, is all Carl Young saying. You can't, you can't see anybody because you can't get through your own insanity of the world. And I'll watch this with my, uh, I have to be the, the mediator between my, um, my ENFP brother who, who literally is all into, he doesn't watch our stuff. So he's all just right off a cliff. Like everybody of his type. It's just, so, so Maybe he's all he into this the, podcast. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> he's just all into the conspiracies and the government and the COVID and the vaccines and the, you know, the right way, just this, the same old observership that everybody of his type is just all in on just clown show level, you know? And so my mom is not, she's a, she's a double observer. She's a, she's a decider. So she has the observations balanced, you know, and she's a lead F E F E N E. And so she, so I, I, I talked to her and I always have to be like, mom, uh, no, remember Joe, he's, you know, it's not personal. He's just, it's why he carries a gun in his car. He's scared about this and that, and he, you know, so like, I have to like, you know, mediate between the two. And my mom has been somebody I've been, been become friends with over the past 10, 15 years or so. So she does know her stuff. She does speak her stuff. And so that's helped her out a lot. She's like, Oh, is that what he's doing? Is that I'm like, yes, that's why he's doing. And then the other brother, he is a decider. He's an introvert decider. And, uh, you know, he's really scared of judgment and nobody can see it because he's so quiet. So I'm like telling her, I'm like, okay, so this is what he's actually afraid of, you know? So it's, 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 you, if you look at anybody in your life, anybody who's listening, you already, you already have the answers to the people in your, I'm not, I'm not saying anything you don't already know. It's just that what you figured out in your life with yourself and those few weirdos in your life that you've been able to figure out, because you, you have a PhD level on the people in your life. And if I were to like scroll through the 512 personality types, looking at your sister there, I'd be like, here, this one, you'd be like, oh my God, yes, everything. Yes, that's the fear. That's what that's blah, 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 blah. It's all there, right? So it's just knowing that it's like that little focus group that you have, it actually unlocks to the whole thing. And so it's like just um, getting getting your own fears calmed down enough so you can actually it's it's really this so you can actually see and believe what the other person is actually afraid of that's what i really find so i have a hard time typing clients like if i if i'm impressed by them or like them i'm like oh there's no way you're afraid of that i'm not afraid of that and you're cool so you can't possibly be afraid of that and you just then you then you don't know them and then you can't predict them and when we're typing clients i can't some of them i can't i'm just spinning i had a guy come in last month and uh i just i could not I, I really liked him and I couldn't, my brain would not let me see what type he was. And I, for whatever reason, I just couldn't. And I, I finally had to ask Shan, I'm like, all right, I got these coins, you know, but help me figure out the rest of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I went off on a uh, abstract no, uh, it's, overview. It's, it's cool. You, you made a great point. Like basically, if you want to be a, people always talk about empathizing with others. You got to empathize with other people. You got to understand them. You got to connect with them, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And I, I think that's beautiful. Like I even had a recent, 
podcast episode uh, entirely focused on compassion. This guy's an academic in compassion and compassion-focused therapy. It's, it's been his whole career. And yeah, you got to be able to empathize with others. But first, you got to be able to empathize with yourself. Yeah. If you want to be able to be compassionate towards others, start to be compassionate towards yourself. Understand that you have what you're saying is you got to understand that you have your own fears. You have you have your own frustrations. You have your own screw ups. And if you can start to if you can start to remove some of those filters, then you can start to at least be open to what other people are going on about. Right. Or just put or put your drama on hold for a second is what I try and do it so i put your drama on hold yeah. yeah can we can we let's let's look at the you're, you're talking about you've got your village and you've got all the wackos in it and we're all wackos to some degree yeah. uh wackos that we can all love and empathize with each yeah. other right but if we talk about covid because almost everyone freaked out about covid yeah right. uh, one way or the other can you give some of the core examples maybe instead of just looking at observer and decider which is important to be able to understand. So look at observe decider, but then also start looking at sensory versus intuition and feeling versus thinking. I, th I yeah, think yeah. If, if someone can understand those, right, uh, yeah. those functions, then they're probably going to get a hell of a lot out of listening. Right. To that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. COVID is, COVID is a great one. So yeah, let me just kind of, so, so from, from what, what I saw with that whole experience was it was like, the first to go down was the conspiracy level observer. So it's just like all the easy pickings. So the, the observers are the ones are the flat earthers, right? Now, what's interesting with the flat earthers is once you get a tribe large enough, other types will come in. So you'd think flat earthers are all just uh, lead SE with NI at the bottom and, and most or a lot of them are. Um, but then you get a group large enough and, and now here comes the EJs because they just want to hang out with everybody. And so like COVID, the Alex Jones crew, you know, so, so uh, COVID first really shook up all the easy pickings of people that are just afraid of any conspiracy already, you know, um, and, and I remember, yeah, so tons of stories, but, but then, then what I saw, like watching my own family and stuff is the deciders would get weird with the judgment when it came to the vaccine, because the, the deciders were like, yeah, it's it's a the thing, and I don't think the government's really trying to control us or knock the population down. And I don't think there's mercury in the shots or whatever, whatever crazy stuff the observers are all freaked out about. The, the observers are like, there's there's some plan, there's some there's some information in the vaccine they're not telling about that's going to kill us, and there's some global plan, you know, some some S and N. So that knocks all the observers. Then the deciders really were suckers on the social thing of once, once you, if you didn't get vaccinated, then you're a bad person. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I remember when that one came through, you know, of like you're getting socially shamed if you're vaccinated or not. Now that's going to, the shame works on all of us. You know, that's like with the observers and deciders, it's kind of like one is kind of dog legging off the other. It's kind of like, we're, we're kind of mostly all deciders. Like if you were to look at this evolutionary, because even you as observe me and you as observers, it's like, like we're just taking an extra step of like i'm gonna learn all this crazy shit so people like me and we're just back mm. to the you know so the decider one has a little bit more weight to everybody you know so the the social shame i mean i even felt that like did you get vaccinated you're like uh and then you like change the subject or run away or whatever and so the the deciders would pull on that one the most um and then when it comes to like s and n it's like the the intuitive dominance what they'll do is they'll take a little bit of sensory then they'll extrapolate these large jumps and gaps. I think this would be interesting for everybody. So what sensory and intuition is, is sensory is proving it. You're to define your terms. You're like pull out your little imaginary notepad. You're write down sensory and intuition. 
if you want our definitions, which is what we're using so we can actually independently track people, is like sensory is about proving stuff and it's about being grounded. It's about talking about factually what has actually happened. So when we open up a video of somebody somebody who's sensory dominant, it's like you can you can hire a cartoonist to draw out everything they're saying and transcribe out a story that's visually accurate and represents something that actually has happened. Now, that can be rather ingenious and intelligent and they can be talking about scientific stuff, you know, but what you won't catch them doing that the intuitives will do is the intuitives will jump and guess and stand on it. So they're jumping and they're guessing, which everybody does. Everybody does everything. I'm using sensory as I'm talking. They're jumping, they're guessing, and they're standing on it. And the sensory would be like, oh, nope, I'm not going to stand on that. And that's where you can see the pattern of behavior is the sensory dominance will be laying out a lot of facts. And then you're like, okay, so what's coming next? They're like, I don't know. You're like, what do you mean you don't know? You just, like, you can't jump. You can't guess. Well, we got to wait for the next fact to come in. And, and the intuitive is like, screw this. I'm going to run and jump off the end of that diving board, make a guess, and then not actually have the facts for it. Because don't worry, trust me. If once you guys find the facts, you know, you'll find that the aliens have been putting Windex in the vaccines and, you know, because I took some, so there's some crazy guess that they're, they're, they're putting out there that they're standing on, you know, and then that's where, um, if they're, if they're done right, they're a genius, you know, well, a lot of the, the top genius, amazing people of the world are intuitive dominant in that sense that they'll be looking around corners or taking guesses or having intuitions or hunches and throwing a guess out there that happens to be right with reality and then they look like a hero but what you're not seeing is most of the time when the intuitives are guessing they're just jackasses and they're totally wrong you know there's, there's no sensory to back it up you know does that make sense yeah it does it does make sense uh i remember shan explaining a while ago and the who's the guy's name uh patrick bet david or something yeah. like that uh and how his how his unbalanced uh sensory right yeah yeah and it's like, hey, he's going to keep giving all the information. People are asking, what's going to happen next? What's going to come next? Tell us what's going to come next. <laughs> it just keeps giving more information. Right. And eventually, when he does make a guess about something or he does leap to some sort of guess, you better listen because he's right. actually got the data that's going to support right. it, right? Right, right, right. It's great when people are really at their best when they trade teams. Like, like I'm not as interested anymore of listening to an intuitive with their guessing it is more like a sensory person, like Pat David, who's older, who has the experience. So he's like done all the sensory. And so now it's a lot easier for him to do guessing and make it accurate, you know, or, the or even around. to find a intuitive who's, uh, who's done a lot of the sensory, right? Like the intuitive who's kept like jumping to guesses all the freaking time. Right. And they keep jumping to guesses. And they're the kind of person who teach trading and they've, they've, lost hundreds of thousands of dollars while they had zero money in their bank account. And hey, they finally learned it. But sure, it right. took them took them 10, 15, 20 years to be able to get to where they are. Right, right. Totally, totally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're so we're talking about uh so when it came to when it came to COVID as the example, and this applies to everything, right? It can apply yeah. to what someone says to you at work. Oh okay, let let's give another example. Let's talk about how people react when uh when Elon Musk starts uh, laying off a whole bunch of Twitter workers, Ima imagine even the people within Twitter, but all the people who are like heavily invested in that. Yeah. Uh, 
who who starts picking up on it and how do people respond what's this yeah yeah so it's just like it's just like that'd be a a situation that any of us can find ourselves in where um that's a really good one actually so it's like say you're in a in a layoff position right with when it comes to observer to cider the observer is going to be really scared because it's like oh no you took away the pathway because with the observer it's intuition and sensory that they're having a hard time with. So like we all, we all get to that stage in life, you know, high school to college where you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What life path do you want to be? And like every observer is like, oh my God, that's the most realist problem ever. And all the, all the deciders slash double observers, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyways, who are you going to marry? You know? Um, and so for the observers that all of a sudden are shocked that they got fired and they laid off, like that is a really huge fear. And a lot of them have a really hard time with the pathway trying to figure out what to do. Now, what they'll do is if everything's balanced, like I was saying earlier. So it's like the more they're screwed off with fear of the pathway and getting laid off, relatively speaking, the more they're going to be able to naturally work with people. Now, I know your aunt Johnny or, or Sally is the worst ever, or you're the worst ever. Like, again, I'm talking about like looking at like thousands of people, you know, observer versus the site. You're looking at like teams. You know, you can get some overlaps and, and this kind of thing going on with each individual, or maybe they were raised it like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some smudginess in there, but generally speaking to a large degree in every single person's life, they're going to relatively have a much harder time processing. I don't know what to do next versus processing how to deal with people. I'm not saying they're good with people. It's just, they're not going to care as much as well, people are mad at me or upset at me as they are. Oh no, I lost my job. And then the deciders will be the other way. And that's, for me, it's fascinating to watch. It feels like, to me, it feels like they're faking it at times because I just don't believe that if I all of a sudden got laid off, like I would, I personally would be so scared because it's like, I'm, 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 I'm like typing people not in a neutral spot. I'm like, I'm on a team. So you're either on my team or you're on the wrong team. And so I got to like deal with that filter, you know? So it's like, when I see the deciders, they're like, oh yeah, I got laid off. Whatever, I'll find another job. Anyways, my wife's going to hate me. I'm going to be so embarrassed. This is shameful. Uh, I'm never going to have respect again. And now again, we all have, you're all, everyone's going to be experiencing both, but mm. dramatically one of them has got your trigger in it and one of them doesn't. And it's so fun to watch situations like COVID or, um, you know, getting laid off. And that's why in videotyping, we'll ask very general questions to where, it's uh, just, just let people like, there's a car crash. Tell me what, tell me the story. And then, so it's like, you could go in a million directions. There's a layoff. Tell me what happened. The open-ended, tell me about whatever your mind gets drawn to. And literally mm -hmm. people will be like, and then my parking pass got restricted. And they're like, okay, you just, I didn't ask you to talk about that. Your mind, everybody hates you, but you're talking about the parking pass, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're, if again, you have to, you won't see it. If you're not looking for it, you got to, you gotta, you gotta load the story. You gotta go, all right, tell me about getting laid off. And then you gotta load the observer decider story, get your definitions figured out, get your coins ready and then hit go. And you'll watch one of these stories jump to life. And then you'll be able to see who that person. And then you should be able to predict that throughout their life. And that's what you know. You so got what it. about, what about people who like really suffer? I call it suffering, uh, from PWA parenting with an audience. So they've got their kid, they're in the shopping center and the kid starts throwing a tantrum. And they're like, shit, I've got to, I can't just parent my child and discipline or empathize or whatever, do whatever you're going to do with them. I got to also worry about what everyone else thinks. Now, this is not a problem for me. I imagine it's never really been a, that much of a problem for you, but uh, our types are pretty extreme away from it. 
but there are I don't know, probably 80 or 90% of people really struggle with this. They're constantly parenting worried about what other people are thinking about their kids. Yeah. Right. How do we explain it? Because the way, the way that you just described it was almost as if, no, no, if you're caring about what other people are thinking about what you're doing, then you're a decider. But we don't have 80 or 90% of people as deciders. So how does, how does that play in? Uh, like so the, the so when I'm watching say a situation like at the grocery store, the the first thing I'm looking at is everybody does everything and 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 also to some degree. So it's like everybody's going to relate to gosh, I'm going to feel uncomfortable in that situation where if I've got a you mm. know discipline or spank my kid in the grocery store or whatever the hell's going on. Everyone's going to have a really hard time with that, and everyone's going to have a hard time with that in every one of these functions. Like. How did you feel with SNN? Oh, I was scared. How'd you feel with your feelings? Oh, I was upset. How'd you feel with thinking? I didn't know what to do. How'd you feel? So everyone's going to have each one of these cups is going to be filled up to a degree. But mm -hmm. then when you get them talking, when you go like, okay, like say it's a husband and wife, like that's when you see it. Like, especially if you have two people, like talk to them separately, like, okay, so tell me what happened down at the grocery store and say the, the dad is an observer. He's like, oh man. They're watching us on the cameras and it's the same pattern that happens every time. She's always trying to control the kid and he's trying to break and it'll just be some control chaos conversation. And everybody's looking at me like I'm a fool. Like it's, it's going to be clown show. It's not going to be a little different. It's going to be clown show level extreme. You think the guy's joking with you. And then the lady say she's a decider. Oh, you know, whatever about the store, it happens. It doesn't happen, you know, control chaos, but judgment and there. And so she's going to just go dive in the other way. And so it helps a lot. Um, typing like the more you type people it you get on this role of i of contrast you know especially when you have if you're typing several people in a day and you're like okay i don't know what type you are but you're definitely not that one you know well, that's a decider and you're not that i don't can't prove you're an observer but you're not that you know um so really uh everybody goes to the same thing and then let them talk let them tell their story and you'll see it how much do our beliefs come into play with how we react and respond in the world uh what do you mean what do you mean believe oh uh, so so you could have two people exact same personality type and actually i think you gave uh, there was an example i can't remember the other guy ed millet and the other guy who like uh is sort of like an actor or Dale director or something yeah maybe the the military guy yeah that the guy. guy yeah yeah, and so they've Mr. got Angry. the exact same exact same types assuming yeah. they're still the exact same types uh and They've got they've gone on completely different trajectories, right. right? Right. How's that work out? How's that happen? Yeah, that's really good. So, uh, so you're talking about so we'll see people that are the exact same five twelve type, and we'll have the twin type phenomenon. So you, if you go on, um, there's a, there's a website called twinstrangers.com, twinstrangers.com. As well, if you go on like you know Google Images, celebrities that look alike, mm -hmm. uh, Paul Rubin and. Um, Alan Cumming, those two look alike and they are the same exact personality type. And we'll, we'll see this a lot that people that look like doppelgangers, that's another term to search up, that look alike, very, very much look alike, not only look alike, but are kind of structured alike. Um, mm. I would say most often what we're seeing in our data is that they are the exact same 512 type. Um, so, so what I'm saying is people of the exact same personality type will look very much the same. Um, but again, that's not something we have in our checklist of like, you know, looks like an ESTJ. Just it's something you start to notice over time if you're tracking the coins. And sometimes we'll type people with the video off and just just do it by sound and don't even know what they look like. And then you mm -hmm. put them in the dock and it's the same as everybody else. Um, so so uh, sometimes you get somebody who's your same type, same age, 
and you, you, they'll say the same thing, looks the same thing, and you got just a really good overall. And then other times you have, I remember that with Ed Milet and Dale Dye, when we were studying Ed Milet, we're like, how the hell is this guy the same as, as Dale Dye? It's like, okay, so they're both deciders, check. They're both SI, check. And you go all the way down the list and the, 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 the printout says they're the same. They don't look the same. They don't talk the same. They don't act the same. They're not the same kind of person in the tribe. They couldn't be more different, even though they're both you know, masculine ESTJs or whatever. So we didn't know what to do with that. We just saw that. We saw that sometimes people were type twins and sometimes they weren't. And so we had thought um, maybe there's another coin and we, we couldn't see anything. So we just, just kept typing people and go, okay, sometimes, sometimes they, they're alike and sometimes they're not. And then as that kind of started growing, as we started getting more and more people um, in each doc, because if you only have two people of that type, just Ed and Dale die. You're like, I don't know. But then now, now it's a couple of years later and we've got like, you know, 30, 40 and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I got quite a few people of that same type that are like Ed and then some that are like Dale. And so now what's happening, it's starting to kind of cluster again. So we're, we're thinking like, and this is kind of like what everybody suspected from the beginning is like, you're more than just your 512 type. There's other mm -hmm. variables to be looking at. So what would those be? Um, one of them, is fixed and growth mindset. That seems to be mm -hmm. the one of the biggest ones to look for. And that, that just gets into your whole brain wiring of, uh, you know, hippocampus amygdala, like how your, your brain interprets the world's everything. The self growth has been talking about. So if you have somebody who's your exact same type and one is fixed mindset or one's growth mindset, you're going to see probably the most relevant difference between the two. You're not going to even care what type they are if they're coming at you in their fixed mindset. Right. Or if they're growth mindset, you'd be like, I want them on my team. Right. Which, like um, you said earlier, it doesn't have to be those massive things, right? It can be what James Clear teaches, just that 1% a day uh, yeah, can, right. make, can make tremendous differences. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right. Now, you'll just, you'll, you'll have other people out there of your same type that are also at that same degree uh, as, as you. you know, so so it's, it's interesting because it's like whatever type you are, there's a more masculine version of you out there and a more feminine version of you, but everything else they're, they're processing the world the same as you. They have the same fears. There's people out there that process the world exactly the same as you hundred percent, the same, but they're more fixed mindset or more growth mindset or whatever, you know? So there's, mm -hmm. you have like the same, it, it's, it's like, it's phones, it's phones and cars, whatever phone I have galaxy 10. It's like, there's other people out there that have galaxy 10. Now I've had mine for two years. And so if I hold mine up to other, it's going to be different. And there's a scratch and you have this upgrade and that it's like, it's the, still the same hardware. It's the same, it's the same phone, even though it's, it's gone on and lived a different life or two cars that roll off the assembly line in 1979. Then they go live two different lives in different sides of the country. Like, yeah, they're going to be different. They're still the same. So fixed and growth mindset. And then, um, that we see largely is, uh, uh, childhood seems to really kind of set that one in motion. Not that you, you know, please self-growth, like get on it and stuff, but like, a lot of that. There, there's a lot of impactful stuff in, in childhood, as, as real psychologists are saying. Um, social types has been what we've been looking at this last year. And uh, we just recorded some videos where we're going to finally be kind of mentioning them in the, the classes because we're like, look, we're getting enough data that we might be able to say we're seeing something here. Um, a good example I could give it would be Dale Dye and uh, uh, um, Ed, Ed Uh I... I, uh, if I were to take a guess they yeah, they'd be very different social types than defining what the social types are. You know, um, the social types, we found that roundabout. There's a guy out there, Gregory Clark, he's the same type as Jordan Peterson. So one of these 
Doc Brown from Back to the Future, blah, 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 ENTPs. Hey guys, did you know? Blah, 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 just same as Jordan Peterson. These type ENTP cranked all the way up brains, smartest guy in the room. Um, and he works at a uh, he's he's same you know same age as Peterson, probably probably a little older. You know, and actually I forget which college he's at or which uh, university. You know, so he's a real guy, real scientist guy. And so he's been like getting into the uh, you know an ENTP, an observer getting into the data, which everybody of his type does, gets into the little SI data of genealogies and stuff like that. So he's been like in the 23andMe and Ancestry.com. And so his work is like looking at, um, for example, they were able to track uh, thousands of, of descendants from Charles Darwin. So assuming hmm. Charles Darwin has like a higher intelligence, he's higher up in the social structure or whatever. And so he found in his data exactly what we're seeing in our collection of data is that there's like a, a, a social hierarchy that seems to be genetic. And it's kind of like what the Egyptians and the old kings have already, like if you go watch Braveheart and all the old movies, it's kind of like masculine and feminine. It's kind of always been there, but we don't like to talk about it. And if you really want to get your mind blown when you zoom out and whether you got kids or nieces or nephews or your grand, grandparents that have seen a lot of kids come and go, you'll, you'll come across what we're seeing in the data, which is what Gregory Clark's saying, is you see some of these kids that are two years old, you're like, that kid is born that way. And, and because we, we had things that didn't make sense. Arnold Schwarzenegger, didn't we didn't know what to do with him because he's an EJ, he's feminine FI, he should be crying to his mommy, he should be insecure. He like, just didn't know what to do. They're like, oh, it must have been post-World War II and his daddy beat him and the Nazis and just try to like, just make that fit, make that fit, make that fit. And then Gary V comes along just cocky bastard since day one. And, and he's loudly saying, I'm always been this way. And then they'll throw their stories of, you know, one time my mom, one time I opened the door for a person at McDonald's and my mom, like they'll throw a story to try and get your brain to make sense. Oh, that's why they're that way. Or I, I got abused and that's why I'm that way. You know, not that these don't dramatically uh, amplify. It seems to be more, more amplifies what's already there. So when we started to be like, oh, shit, no, God, no. Right? And so we've been like reluctant to it for the past year, but we're like, all right, well, we've done this before. Uh, we, we thought it stopped at 32. We thought it stopped at 128. We thought it stopped at 256. Uh, and we're like, all right, so how would we define this? And then we just started to do our same thing where we worked on a bunch of just bullshit theories of how you would define we're like, well, let's assume there's four. Let's assume there's a number one, a number two, a number three, a number four. Let's just start with four. All right, how would you define that? Um, and so we've got it down to kind of the same exact math that the, if you're familiar with our stuff of how the sexual sexual functions work. Um, and so you're just dealing with some very simple variables that it, it, it's it's so simple and so easy. That's why I'm still not fully all in on, on whether it's completely scientific or not. But it's like, when you look at it and you define a number one, um, think of Conor McGregor, you know, do you know Conor McGregor, UFC fighter? Yeah. You just, it's yeah. just like, I'm the best. I'm going to crush them all. And like, you got like, go, go listen to Nefex. He's another guy I listen to. He's uh he's the same type as Tom, Tom and Tom, Tom would be a number two, an entrepreneur. That's Tom Bilyeu, right? Tom Bilyeu. And, uh, uh, he, he would be defined as a, you know, an entrepreneur. He's not, he's not at the bottom and he's not, he's not a driven crush everybody asshole at the top. He's a number two. He's an entrepreneur. And we like the entrepreneurs have been saying you're born with the entrepreneur gene or not, you know, it's like, shit, it's kind of, it kind of might be true. So you, you look at, uh, this guy, Bryce, he's got a, a, a rock band called 
Nefex, N-E-F-F-E-X. And it would be the the greatest description of listening to a number one in his songs. You know, I'm going to be the best. It's Donald Trump. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the king. I'm going to crush everybody. And so they they live a life where they're very alone at the top. They have Mm -hmm. this drive for for flexing and ego. And then a lower, their lowest need is for friendship. And then people at the bottom, uh, number four, it's the other way around. It's, you know, friendship is the most important. Joe Rogan is that way. Like Joe Rogan is, is not, he's not like, he's literally just hanging out, smoking with as many people as he can, because he's just trying to have friends. He's not trying to crush everybody. He's not trying to be the best. Now he still has a very competitive, successful side, but like, you know, you'll see this drive. So it's like, say Conor McGregor, for example, or Tom Bilyeu or, or Bryce, the NFX kid. Um, and so there'll be an extreme number one or number two or whatever. And then we'll see other people of their same type that will have all the same functions, but they, they will not have that same drive. They'll have, you know, a different social drive. So anyways, we're, we're starting to kind of see that in our data. And then we're mm-hmm. looking at Gregory Clark's real data and his real science. And it's just a lot of overlap with that. So we're just trying to kind of get that defined down a little bit. Yeah, but, cool. um, I, I guess that will, it will even be relevant of people with different types. Like I can, mm-hmm. oh, especially most relevant, probably with similar types, but the even completely different. So if you think of what Joe Rogan and Dana White, yeah, I remember right. Dana, I remember hearing Dana White a little while ago talking about how uh, you got to be, you got to be savage. And in this world, right. if you're savage, you're just going to, you're just going to take it all. And right. whoever was interviewing said, I think it was Cardone, uh said, uh, so how do you, how do you become savage? It's like, you can't, you can't make it. Right. You just either have it or you don't. No way to make it. I, I, I struggle to accept I know. that. Me too. That's me too. That's why I'm like putting the break. Cause it's just like, I don't, I have, I, <laughs> God, this goes into free will. Uh, yeah, I, I, but it's like when I'm looking at the data, I do struggle with it still. And I feel like, I feel like 12 months from now, I'll be a lot more settled. I, so you're catching me like in the middle of one of these damn, you know, coins and, and like, mm-hmm. then we'll get settled on it. And people are like, I hate that. I'm like, I fucking do too. I'm like, I, I don't like this. This is scary, <laughs> miserable stuff. <laughs> go yell at Carl Young. Um, but the thing is, when you go back to your data set of 10, so everybody listening, the people that you live with, You've already heard these stories. You've already heard, you've already seen in your life. You're like, damn, that kid's going. So I remember, I remember when I was like, like uh, 21, 22 years old, my cousin got married to this guy, this kick-ass guy from Chicago. And I'm like, that guy's going places. Like you just, there's just some people that you see, you're like that, they're just that way, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of an intuitive thing that we all know and have. And then when you go to try and like define that, it just feels like it evaporates away. But, but yeah, we all have stories where, uh, we, we know it to be true, at least in some cases, you know, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a nice segue to, um, something kind of similar with an OP, right? You've, you mentioned that you've got, uh, certain personality types kind of, uh, kind of cluster around gender, religions, maybe cults that people follow orientation, uh, sexual orientation. Uh, now firstly, can, can anyone be any type? That's, that's kind of the first question. So can anyone of any ethnicity, gender, religious beliefs, orientation, can they potentially be any type? Yeah. We see the five twelve type everywhere. Um, we'll definitely see it clustering in, in, um, hair color, races, genders, or, or I I should say the other way around, like 
with a 512 type, if you were to pick uh, a type, pick a number, because we have them on a numbering system, but I don't, I don't know the numbering system, but it, it, it is in theory in a numbering system of like introvert to extrovert, feminine to masculine or whatever. Um, Tony Robbins being breaking the needle off of 512. Uh, so to take uh, my brother's type, the, the ENFP, uh, the audio ENFP, like that's where we'll see most of the white guys of that type have red hair, like almost all of them, or red hair in their beards. Um, and the more extroverted they are, the more red. And so that's that's a really beautiful visual when I when I'm looking at our our data docs of all the images. It's just you get this this dark hair. Like I don't like I'm looking at like a hundred people here, or whatever. Like it just start dark, and as you go lower, it just gets red. You know, it gets more and more brighter, and they get red beards and stuff. Uh, uh, hair loss. Dana White's type, uh, his type uh, tends to tends to go bald. So so hair color, receding hair, uh, will cluster in certain types. Uh, the the ENFP of the the male, they're they're all like raging heterosexuals of that of that masculine type. The feminine ones will be some gay ones. And then when you flip that that same type over to the females, it's the other way where. I think we've got like 15 females of that type and most of them are not heterosexual. They're gay, transgender, bisexual, et cetera. So, so it just, it's weird. It's like when you, when you, where it's been practical is when people will come in and they'll be like, they're like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what my type is. And Oh, by the way, I have this health issue. I have this body weight issue or I'll have uh, autoimmune disease or a certain hair color or hair issues. Uh, of course, like ADHD and OCD, like that's kind of our prime stuff that we're seeing, um, or, or especially gender, um, transgender, uh, LGBT, uh, gay, etc. Um, so we get their type figured out and then we go look at their data and we're like, okay, so we got your type figured out. And some other news is we find that most people of your type are also struggling with these same issues, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's just a little bit of a, what we see is like, to redefining what normal is, you know, that's definitely where, that's definitely where we'd like to go pick a fight someday is like you, you go to the, you go to the doctor's office or the psychologist or the, the therapist, right? The fucking therapist, right? You go to psychology.com and you sign up with the girl, with the tattoos and the nose rings, you know, with the shirt falling off. And you're like, uh, and she's like, yeah, you're not normal. And you're like, can I say that you're not normal? Like where's zero here? You know? And so it's like what we're really defining is normal de- de- defined by, let's say, 100 people of your same type. doesn't mean you're not a fucking mess. doesn't mean you're not unhealthy or you got some serious fucking issues. But isn't it great to know that if you're a bipolar, psychotic, ADHD, fuck off, that everybody else in your type also is struggling with that? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, oh, so I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. Because your, your, fr- your friends and your family are like, there's something wrong with you. It's like. No, you're just on a bell curve. You're rather interesting. Or another way I look at it is like, wow, you would do really good 500 years from now or 500 years ago. Like you're going to have a hard time with that function set living in today's modern age because you're too, you know, spastic or not spastic enough or whatever. So I remember, I remember Warren Buffett uh, sharing in a in an interview. It's like people are like, how do you get so successful? It's like, hey, I was born with my skill set. I was born at the right time. If you put me a thousand years ago, hey, I'm not much help. I'm not very strong. I can't run very fast. I'm I'm not that smart for that type of environment. I can't build a tent. I can't I can't go hunting. Uh, but in this world, great. I could. Yeah, it's right. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We definitely find that to be true. So, 
it then helps it helps kids know that hey you're normal to your type you still got a, a shit ton of problems but it, it takes that monster away that there's something wrong and then it also helps of like look here's some interesting people that have the same challenges as you and here's where they're able to find a niche um but that's not as easy as it, as you think because a lot of people are like oh just tell me tell me what uh, jobs people of my type do like okay well uh let's see they're all rock stars so now what are you gonna do or, or they're all astronauts or fighter jet pilots or whatever job they are, they'll find uh, great success working at the grocery store. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're still, if you're still trying to deal with your own identity and depression and figuring out who you are, no matter what type you are, you're going to, you know, like, here's the perfect job, kid. You're still going to go screw it up no matter what type you are. Cause it's like, so what we do is a lot of times is like, well, shit on the type stuff. Cause it like, great. Here's all the data. Go, go for it. Like people come over to our house and they go through and they're like, they're just like sick. And they're like, well, that sucked. I'm like, yeah, right. Doesn't change a goddamn thing. Does it? Like you still have your own personal problems and you got to it's back to discipline and strength and character and figure out your worldview and get through your depression. Kind of helps to know which side is north and south. It kind of helps to know, oh, I'm a decider, not an observer or whatever. That does help. But um, really, it's each person has got to go on their own individual journey of kind of developing their own strength and confidence in themselves, um, knowing what their savers and demons are. Then, then they can go and be happy and successful wherever they go which chances are, if they keep going, they tend to evolve into this way, you know, to whatever that, that job is. That makes it, but it's like, it's like giving somebody a winning lottery ticket and they haven't earned it, you know, mm. they, they just, they just screw it up and give, give somebody the perfect job for their type. And they haven't earned that. They haven't discovered that end destination. They haven't gone through the journey yet so that you just give it mm. to them at the end and they're going to screw it up. You still got to go through the journey of it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it make it makes sense. I mean, we we do a lot of we do a lot of stuff with clients. Obviously, we do personality typing for most of our clients. We do uh, we do money mindset coaching. We do life vision activities, and a big part, like the reason why we do personality, is because you might have someone who uh, talk about. Uh, I'm trying to keep it relevant so the people who are listening can understand. Let's just say that you have got someone who's um, unbalanced tribe, right? Single decider tribe over self. And so they're freaking out about what other people think of them and they want to make sure they're important to other people. They got to make sure they're connected and they've got all the right people around them and everything has to be exactly that way. And when they're in that state and they've got no idea that they're in that state uh, and they just think that that's just the way that life works and they think everyone else thinks the same way and they're just, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. And when they're not aware of that or they don't have the increased awareness of it and you ask them to create a vision for their future in 10 years. Yeah. Like, and help like guide them towards writing down all the details of their ideal day. Like describe your ideal work day. It's like, well, I, I wake up and I, uh, and I have three shots of coffee and I connect with all these people and I'm on the, I, I go for, I go for my hardcore workout with all these other people which are around me. And then I go into the office and it's meeting after meeting after meeting. And I do all this other stuff. I have lunch with someone else. I have a coffee break with someone else. I get home. It's all time with the family and everything's great. And then I go out and spend more time with other people. And I'm on the phone to other people anytime I'm in the car. And, and they're, they're like extreme on this. And they, they don't realize like they're supposed to be defining their ideal life. And they're just describing what their programming is telling them that their life yeah, should be. Right. If you then help them see how that's already screwing up so much of their life. And then you go, okay, now that you see that those are your problems, and when you think that that's who you are, and then you realize that if you look at someone who's a complete opposite of personality type, and those people exist just as much as you do, yeah, right. No, one, no wonder you get so many, 
so many comments at work about hey how that that really could have been an email that did not have to be a meeting seriously <laughs> and and then you help people see that and then you also help people see how much they're burning themselves out and screwing themselves over in that sense and then you help them create a vision for their future and what they want their future life to be suddenly they're like no nah, I'm, I'm waking up at 6 a.m instead of like the 4 30 a.m or something stupid i'm waking up at 6 a.m I'm taking time for myself. I'm meditating for 30 minutes in the morning. Maybe I'm doing some journaling or something and some yoga or whatever. Uh, I do something which is really nice and peaceful. I make my, I connect with the people that I really do want to connect with. And I keep my phone off for the rest of the morning because it's just too much. I get to work and I'm doing something where I've got some solo work while I'm also having some of the important meetings with other people. But I'm really effective. I'm really efficient. And I'm, and I'm doing what, what feels right. And by the time that I get to the end of the day, I've connected with the people I want to connect with, but I also feel uh, more energized and recharged and I go to sleep by 10 p.m. Wow, yeah. It's like, whoa, that's pretty freaking different when yeah, you look right. at it from that lens. Yeah. And yeah, that, totally. like when we're talking about how, hey, there's, there's nothing which is wrong with you. You, you just need to see that you're, that you're off kilt, right? You're off yeah. center. Do you find value in starting to balance out your personality or because I mean, like the people who have done incredible things, like the people whose names we actually know, the Tony Robbins and the Elon Musk and the Steve Jobs and whatever, they've like doubled down on their strong suits. They've yeah. doubled down on these addictions, right? And like, they, if they were balanced, would they have achieved the same things? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. So the the thing that i'm looking at is uh like like everybody else i like to do as much as i possibly can in this world and but it's just with the uh extra angle of like and get away with it without having the crash so it's right. like i'm not as obsessed as how far can i go how much can i do it's how do i not build up the jenga blocks and then have them topple over you know and Elon Musk is a young guy. And, um, you know, I, I guarantee you, as you watch him in the next 20 years, he's going to have the same crash that everybody else of his type does. And it's going to be some type of, you know, FE value with the tribe. The tribe is going to get really upset at him, you know, which they're getting a little bit here and there, but he's still kind of the hero. He's still doing great. And he's still also, you know, he's also pulling off. He's getting a lot of passing grades on a lot of his functions. I mean, the guy's doing like, you know, eight different major businesses. Um, and he's leaning into his demons by, you know, he, he's a naturally very introverted guy, uh, the introverted type that isn't going to be having fun and communicating with the tribe, yet he's pushing himself more and more into his demons. So it's kind of like, and same with Tony Robbins, like when you actually really kind of look at what he's doing is he is getting a passing grade in his demons. It's, it's not that, it's not that these guys, if, if you let them go another 50 years, of course, they're going to fall over in the same predictable way. Like it, it's going to topple into that weak spot, into that demon. You know, Tony Robbins isn't going to get out of business because he didn't Tony Robbins enough. You know what, Tony, the market really needed a 60 hour conference, not a 50 hour. And you couldn't do enough of your savers. So it's not, not going to lose that way. It's going to lose because it's like, hey, you burned yourself out. Uh, you know, you dropped that or, you know, however, however else all of his types end up shooting themselves in the foot with with that kind of a stack, you know. But uh, what I have found is um, what I guess what I found is like what 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 interests is what's what Shani and I see when we're typing somebody what was it um, Samuel L. Jackson, right? We typed him a couple of weeks ago in the class and he's like 72, 73. And we're like, OK, that is very interesting. So he's made it towards he's made it to the fourth quarter. He's still happy. Nobody's chasing him down. There's no lawsuits. No one's trying to throw him in jail. There's no like demon at his back that's about to get him you're not 
mm-hmm. going to bed worried about, oh, crap, I hope he doesn't get it. But, um, you know, Jordan Peterson, I'll worry about. I'll be like, yeah, you're you're doing your savers. He's a good example of like, you're doing your savers too much. And it's mm-hmm. not just doing your savers too much. It's the it's the violent attacking to the demons is what gets you in the end. And it's it's it like what I've found in my own life and watching people that are doing well, you're still, if you're the termite, that's the wood chomper. You're still, if you're the machine gunner, you're still going to do the machine gunning. doesn't mean you don't do some type of basic training on all the other jobs. And so when the reloader guy comes, stop attacking the reloader guy. You need the reloader guy. You're the machine mm-hmm. gunner. Well, I just want to do the machine gunning. Screw the reloader guy. It's like, so when you, when you see Tony Robbins and all these guys, they're still doing a 20, 30% passing grade on their demons. He still goes into his introverted world, his demons. He still does his DI very much so, you know, and same with Elon. He still goes out and goes on podcasts and does the blasting and does the FE and he's getting a passing grade, you know, in his thing. Mm. So that's what we, that's, what, that's how we look at it is, um, you're still going to kick ass in your savers, but the, if, if you really track the, the reoccurring patterns in your own life, you know, especially if you're older than 35 or, or people that you're following, there's, there's a 15, 20, 30 year cycle where they, you, you go up and then you go over on that one imbalanced side and the universe isn't asking for perfection. It's just saying, don't blame, don't blame and get upset and angry and attack. I can't even tell you how many areas of my life I'm owning but not doing. I just, Michael, can you, Shan, can you help me with this? And then when she mm-hmm. comes in to help me with my demons, I just don't attack her and blame her for, you know, the microphone or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. the universe isn't asking, they're not asking a lot. So that's, um, that, that's, I mean, that, I, that's part of the reason I was so surprised by the result that he got for, uh, or the type we end up with Byron Katie. Yeah. I'm right. like, I, I, I could have sworn that NF would have been her demon and that right. she had to learn how to do it. But there you're right. saying, hey, this is the strong suit. This is, I, I'm, I think that makes sense. You're, you're basically saying, don't, don't try and necessarily work on your demons. Even if you never understand this personality model, don't necessarily try and work on your weak suits, but stop blaming other people for the right. stuff which you're shit at. Is right, that what you're right. saying? Totally, totally. So, so like, um, what I'm, what I'm, as I'm watching all this, the, the people and the data that's coming in, it's kind of scary because you're just watching people at scale either do amazing things with their life and you're like, wow, I suck. Why, why can't I get this basic thing to work? Where the hell is my blockages? Or the other way of like, man, look at all these people jumping off the same cliff, right? Um, so like the, the, the mile markers, like my dashboard in life, right? If you were to look at the inside of my brain, it's not complicated. It's, I don't have a lot, all this crazy shit. I, just, I only have a couple of dials that I'm looking at. So mm-hmm. one is... I'm looking at the objective goals. And so I'm, and I'm using them for the purpose of me not driving my life in a ditch again. So I'm, I'm using the objective goals of how do I protect Dave from ruining his life? And while you're at it, if you're still here on the earth bothering everybody, why don't you continue to do something that is growing and giving and providing meaning? You know, do that too, extra credit. And so I'm using the goals and the business and the wake up time and the partners and the teammates to angle the goals. And I'm just looking at the goals. That's the positive, you know, and then the negatives, man, that that's the negatives is where the 90% is. The negatives are as I'm just working backwards from anxiety, fear, unconsciousness, which you can't see, but blame. So whenever I'm feeling that triggering feeling or really drained or really frustrated or, or anxious or anxiety, or especially when it comes to blame or rage that I know is the red 
that's you're not allowed to have that anymore. And once you really know this stuff, you're like, okay, jackass, you're when my body is triggered and I start to flare up and I get in the panic state and you know what we need to do? We need to get rid of all computers and go back to analog. Like, here we go. You know? So I just, I'm just looking for, for, uh, that on the negative and then just continue to move. Just, just one, one way, one, just kind of my approach, like kind of giving an analogy to it, studying the, the bodybuilding world and fitness world and stuff over the years is like, there's a lot of interesting ways to look at, uh, specifically talking about muscle growth, right? Steroids, mm -hmm. testosterone, all stuff. But one of the angles that you'll hear the big guys coming back to is myostatin. And so it's a, it's a weird reverse where it's like, rather than adding to the body, adding more testosterone, adding more protein, adding more workouts, it's actually taking away myostatin because myostatin is that this hormone that it, it's triggering in your body throughout all day. So when, when you go to work out, your body's like, yay, muscle. And then myostatin comes in and is like, that's enough. And it knocks the party down. And so if you've seen like the images of, uh, they'll, and sometimes kids will be born with it or, or, uh, uh, cows, or they'll, they'll tamper with the genes and they'll take the myostatin gene mm -hmm. out. You ever see that image of like a super buffed out cow just standing out in the, in the field, just with massive muscles, you know, if you look no, it up, I haven't. Like myostatin. Concer concerns me, but no, I haven't. Yeah. If you look it up, look up, uh, just myostatin cattle or myostatin or whatever, you'll see these images. So it, the, the, the concept is if all of us just got rid of our myostatin gene we would all be massive bodybuilders by the time we were 35 because just if every time the kids went out at 10 years old and did a pull-ups climbed the tree and gained a little bit of muscle which they do and that muscle never went away and you always were able to add on to that you would be like these these genetic freaks that the, that you see so it's kind of like i'm not focusing so much on building 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 like hey just leave it alone. Just go slow. You now have eight departments to deal with, not just one, you selfish cyclops. Go slow and 90% focus on, don't knock it over. Don't drive it into a ditch. Because when I look mm. at the success stories, it's not somebody out Elon Musk, Elon Musk. It's not that Jeff Bezos flew out of his spaceship and said, oh yeah, watch this. And they, they Avengers had a power. It's that's not how it turns out. Elon Musk destroys Elon Musk in the year 2040. Duh. Right. Dave mm -hmm. Powers destroys Dave Powers in the year 2040. So putting most of my focus on that of making sure when I'm doing my life and I'm building my business and I'm doing my stuff, I'm just not building in these genetic weak spots everywhere, you know, and then just letting the growth go slow. And then you just you have more to do. So it's going to take even longer. You know, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. What would you share with the people who are listening, who are kind of like looking up to you for advice around this stuff? And they, they're hearing what you're saying. You're not your, you're not your type. Well, like you are, your, your conditioning's your type, your default's your type, but you're not your type. Um, you, you've had childhood experiences and child trauma and whatever, but you're not your childhood trauma. You have differences in managing your emotions and maybe you're a different part of the social hierarchy, whatever the hell that means. But you're, you're not that your 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 own person what what advice do you give to them or would you what could you say that you wish that they would hear yeah right uh just jeez uh, um a few random things one is um <laughs> i know it's like the more i study this stuff the more i'm seeing one side of my brain is like how much free will is not real like they asked mm -hmm. elon musk and and uh neil grass tyson like hey tell us about this 
this uh, theory that we're in a simulation. And they're like, yeah, I can't think of an argument that's, that you can get out of that. And, and, and then like Elon was even saying, my heart doesn't believe it, but my mind does, you know, kind of a contradiction and tension there. So it's like the, every year I'm seeing more and more how fatalistic and deterministic the genes are and all the rest. But it's like, I'm very much consciously choosing to live my life on a contradiction. It's like, I'm consciously choosing to live my life as if I have free will, as I'm writing my own story. And I, even, even if you were to get down to that, like, that's just because I watched the A-Team a lot when I was younger and I watched Hulk Hogan and he inspired me. Like, I'm sure Darren Brown can tra trace even that. Down. And I shut up for a minute, you know? So I still live my life very much uh, because it's like, otherwise it's, um, otherwise you just fall, it's a, it's a choice where you, you're going to just find endless reasons and information to just reinforce your negative story, continue to fall back in it. And uh, for me, just really leveraging kind of a fuck you factor of like, you know what, the best way to spin the matrix and to go the other way is to start saying no and to start breaking out of it and start deciding that, well, if I'm free will, then fuck this. I'm going to decide that I'm going to start pushing back and I'm going to start going against it. So I just found some type of fight back in myself to where, you know, eventually you got to decide to take charge and start moving forward and fighting your way through, you know, with or without Dave acknowledging you or being mean to you or whether your mommy beat you or didn't beat you or whatever the hell this type or that type just just we're living in an age you're just you're going to get more you're going to get more more data more reasons more excuses to feel stuck eventually you got to mm. get sick of that eventually you're like okay that's that's enough right um and then on the other thing of like um uh with people in the the groups like um that that's a hard one because i feel like I, I i feel like that'll be something that'll be better over time and i also know that was something better years ago like when i was doing the rc stuff we we had a forum uh, and it was one of the most fun and uh, very bonding, intense times of my life. So for many, many years, we had a, a, our own RC Powers forum. So I was a, a top poster, always in on the forum. So I've done the forum game. I've been in the community, you know, not not the personality community, but a community online. Been built the early RC business from being on the forums. Also, so I know the forum life. I know the forum life, which is why once we got on a personality, I'm like, nope, not going to start that. I just got out of 10 years of being on a forum at three o'clock in the morning, replying to posts and moderating and all the rest. So I, I know how intense it gets. Um, so it's like, it's not that we won't have a presence in there, but Dave Powers, the one guy who's doing 50 other departments, I just can't. It's too fun. I, I'm going to have too much fun in there. I'm going to just love kicking people's asses. And you can go back to old RC forums, Watt Flyer, RC groups. You know, you can find me just fucking kicking at, just staying up late, arguing with people. I love that shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I just don't have time to get into all that kind of stuff. That's really fun, really engaging. It's very dramatic. You get in fights and then you end up being friends in the end and they cry and it's just a whole soap opera experience. It's great. So uh, I just have to choose um, where I put my time. I can't get into there now. Not that I wouldn't love to. Uh, we used to do, not in, not in the personality, but in the RC, we would do like troll accounts and go in and it was just a lot of fun. So uh, eventually um, we are working on getting like a community manager and, and people where we can start to get down into that space, you know, uh, as well as like physical meetups, um, physical, like we want to, we want to own, our plan is to own from the inside out. So get our website switched over. That's going to be a big thing this year for us as we're working on most of our time. It's like doing a website switch over. Got to get, mm. you know, we have all these members and the software doesn't allow you to have PayPal. I mean, think that's not too big of a deal but it ends up being a really big deal especially in the modern age so it's like we got to get software that has you know other ways of paying other than just credit card paypal etc so you got to transfer all the members over so it's it's the worst thing you could ask for in a membership site is asking all your members to go from this site to this site so that's what we got to do so then from there it's like i want to get 
get everything done from the inside out. So we've got like beginner courses or beginner material written out. I got terms written out. I got a bunch of writing that people have been asking for for a long time of like everything very well written out. And so that's going to be on the new website when we get there. So I want to get the new website and the current customers that we have really, really serviced and on all of our voids filled up on the inside of the website, have a website that has a PayPal a pay cart system, has terms, has a beginner series that's not outdated from there. Then from there, once that little party's maxed out, then spill over to, okay, now going on the offense. Fuck forbid, we reply on some YouTube comments once in a while. Uh, I've got, I think, 98 TikToks already done, uh, you know, not not launched yet, but TikToks doing those every week. So we'll do a TikTok channel, Instagram channel, got all those already, you know, producing five a week. So I got a bunch in the bag. Uh, and then spill over into having a presence on the forms, have an email system that works. So rather than an email that goes to nowhere. So there's so much that we can do just in our little IJ box now to get that really, uh, really, really well serviced. Um, the typing service when people come through, um, it's something that you don't see, but every month when clients come through, I'll pick a few, I'm probably doing a little less this month. So I'm talking like seven or eight where I'll send them audios and, and I'll have back and forth with them. Just somebody that's a little bit more workable, you know, somebody who's not going to be a shit mess for me to deal with all, uh, mm. uh could be just completely subjective. I like this person. So I'm going to talk to that one, you know? And so um, constantly honing out, okay, how would we do profiles at scale and how would, what exactly is the issue? So still kind of working on that project as well, you know, uh, but then getting into um, community manager would be also like a, a third party. We're kind of also waiting for that. We saw this in RC where we had a guy, his name was F1 wannabe was his, was his flight name. And he ended up being like a community manager. And then I'm like, God, you just, you need that somebody, you need, I need to go to the community manager. And then the community manager is going into the the groups and, and moderating, you know, creating some kind of a, you get what I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, uh, really kind of have a heart for like physical meetups, not just like a, um, not just like a, a, a once in a while one, but eventually like, we'd like to have like a consistent one. You know, mm-hmm. I, know I know a lot of people would prefer like you travel to the city. I know it's how a lot of people do it, you know, where the, you travel to each city. I don't, I'm not super excited about doing that. You know, maybe we do that for a couple <laughs> years or whatever, but, uh, maybe, maybe when you hol- want a holiday down in Sydney. Australia. Yeah. 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 I want to hit New Zealand yeah. first. I heard it's better than Australia. <laughs> Uh, but then, uh, then get some type of a consistent community thing. So we're heading that way. Uh, in the meantime, what I can say, what I can say, here's a little secret information for anybody in there. We still read our emails. We still answer our emails. It's just like, if I could say to anybody, if you could look where we're at now, where it's like, we fell into this, we got, I got 50 departments. I'm behind on 49 of them at any given time. I really don't have enough time to deal with this and this and this, and then just the next kid to argue about bullshit. You know, that, that space is kind of taken up the ones that can kind of see that and separate and go, Oh, David Chan are dealing with this shit all fucking week, every week for five years straight. The ones that send a little bit more conscious, separated out, you know, coherent emails, like those often get replies from us. We end up talking with people. We'll talk to people on the phone pretty regularly that we, that we secretly meet, you know, so we're not, we're not uncontactable. But just if you're the next jackass that wants to argue over somebody's fucking type, you're like, uh, I'm busy, you know, mm. for now. So, so those people who are saying, ah, oh, you typed that person wrong, you, you don't understand Jung's uh, intentions with 
SI versus NE and you've you've screwed it all up. Jeff yeah. Bezos can't possibly be NE, like that kind of stuff, right? Right. Um I mean what what do you I can what say, do you that, say to that, them? that could be that could be there's there's people we had did a type retype this a couple of last last month in December. That was great where I had the people in the community that you're like, you typed me wrong. Like so it's like our our stance from the very beginning is like, and if you read all of our disclaimers and, and kind of get where we're coming from, it's like, look, I gotta type a lot of people all month. And to really when when science comes to check me on how to do this, the first thing I'm gonna run for is all right, give me 10 people to type and give me a week to type each one of them and I want to live with them. That's how extreme, like, okay, you want to get me, you want me to get this fucking perfect? I'm going to live with the person for a week and I swear I can get 100% the same that Shan gets as long as she has X. Don't send me a fucking video that I got to like watch while that person's driving in the car and I'm like, I don't know, I think I'm seeing D. Like, like help me out here, you know? Mm. Is, like, give me something to fucking work with. So it's like I'm doing the best I can with these shitty ass videos with bad audio and people type talking and mumbling and they're super on crack, but they're recording it when they're drunk and tired. It's like, okay, make my life way fucking harder. I'll do the best. Oh, what does my disclaimer say? I'll do the best I can with what I got. Send me a pile of shit. And then you're like, I'm raging now. And they're like, well, you got me wrong. I'm like, well, I probably did. Fuck off. You know? And so it's like, and it's, it's, it's not true, but it's like most of the people, and I would say this is most of the people, they're sending really good videos. And now that we have the Google Doc, we're sending a lot of videos in a lot of different states. That's helping so much. Send me a video from you on Monday and then you on Friday. That helps a lot because now it's like it's like seeing them in real life. Let me see mm-hmm. you at the coffee shop and then let me see you at your house. Let me see you at work because there's, there's different views here, right? Mm. So that's helped a lot. That's, that's um, it's not, a, it's, you know, but it's still when you're talking about volume, you know, yeah, we're going to get some wrong. We're going to get some upside down or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, we did a type. We had, uh, I think like it's probably been over. There's still been people trickling in even, even this week, I'd say probably like 50, at least 50, probably a little more people that, that are like, Hey, I think you got my type wrong. Can you take another look? And that's been great. Cause out of the, the 50, uh, if you were to break that down, I'd say about half of them, I'd say about half they're, they're like, Nope, we looked them over and you're still the exact same type. And then, the next quarter, it's like, ooh, uh, no, we did get that middle animal. Well, I think that middle animal or the sexual, which are the parts that we're usually saying are hard for us to see anyways. And then the last quarter, there were ones that were like completely off, like the savior functions. Well, they weren't completely off, but it was like one lady we had as uh, uh, TE at the top, EJ, but she was FE. So that's a big deal. Uh, we had a couple that were, we typed them play last, but they were actually... St- no, we typed them sleep last, but they were actually play last. So that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, really I was like, good. how would you screw that one up? We did several of them that wrong that way. So, um, you know, some of it is just pilot error or, you know, in a hurry or didn't get to know them or didn't understand the coins very well, or, you know, typed them a year or two ago. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why we get somebody's type off. And did you retype with the exact same video that you had originally? Uh, or no, did they send you videos? We asked them, we asked them, uh, to send us, uh, we asked them to send them new videos. Um, and then, mm. you know, we'll look at the old video as well, you know, so Do, have you both. in, in that, did you find that if you have the old video and the new video, it's, it's showing pretty much the same stuff. Like, would you, you know, have still yeah. like, like if you, if you were retyping all those 50 people, you said that with the new videos, you got half of them pretty much the same. If you had their old video and you didn't get a new video, would you have still had 50 percent the same it, it, no it, it depends it depends on it depends on the person it depends on the type we know or the, i should say the coin there are we noticed that there are certain coins that are 
hard for us. And it's like me, it's me, Shan, Michael, and we had Cassidy last year. So at times we had four of us and the, the two kids, uh, Michael and Cassidy, they were in training. Michael's gotten a lot better now, but like, um, like, uh, double feminine versus audio is hard for all of us to see through video. Like, so some coins are easier for the other person to see than the other, than the other, but we all have a hard time with, with that one. We all have a hard time with consume and, or we all have time with sleep and play in the middle, like consume, mm -hmm. sleep, play or whatever. Um, and then last year we, or the past year, we've all had a hard time with, um, uh, seeing play last and, and sleep last. And so it's like, they'll like, I'll, I'll look at their old video and I'm like, I don't know. I still think I still click. And then I'll see their new video and I'll be like, wait a minute, that's totally different. And so now you're all confused and I don't, I don't know what to put down. I don't know what. And then once mm -hmm. you figure out, oh, wait, I think it's actually this. And then like, you can see it really clear in this video. Then you go back and watch the old video. You're like that was crystal clear the whole time. And it's just like your brain, like all of a sudden you can see it. It's a, it's kind of a real weird uh, mind trip of it, but it's like what we've also gotten notice on is like, is uh going too fast you know if you're trying to type too many clients in a day and you're going too fast and you're you just start kind of speeding up and you're just going oh i think this and it's like that's something that we're like the training is like catching that yourself you're like uh uh and so the way we've been doing it now is we've been putting a lot more the pain is now on i don't i don't really fear screwing up the clients type <laughs> it's like it's i fear I fear getting yelled at by Shan is where I've now anchored the, <laughs> anchored the I, I fear going to the meeting, especially with the new guy in training and they did their hard work. And I'm the jackass that just has a bunch of coins that are all upside down, you know? So that's, mm. that's where we've kind of angled the, I'd love the observer talk about that. Let me show that real quick. How, how we do that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, do it. So it's, 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 here's observer land. Watch me go all fucking weird. So the way that we do it is um, right now there's just three of us typing. And so we, the clients will come in and we've got a good number right now. It's about 35 clients will come in a month, which averages you can get about two clients a day. That gives you a couple of days at the end of the, of the week blah, blah, or the end of the month. So um, we have all, we, we, they come in and we get their names, their emails, and then we do little boxes so we can see their names and their faces. So I know, you know, Sally, number 14. So you can kind of associate the name, the email and the face together, you know, mm -hmm. and then there's a, there's a graph up here. So the faces are down here. And so the, there's a table up here, which has their, their name and their email. And then you can look down and see their face. And then there's three columns, Dave, Shannon, and Michael. And then, so what you do is like, at, at the end of the day is usually when I do my typing and I'll, I'll fire up a video game, like a low level video games. I found because if I'm, I'm too focused, I'm, I need to like consume last, be distracted. And I can actually, I can actually type better because I'm watching their whole video and I'll watch their whole video because I want to stay longer because I'm playing a video game. So it's mm. kind of a quantity for quality thing. So I get more quantity of actually watching the whole goddamn video. It's on fast speed, but still it's like two hours a lot of the time. Um, therefore I can get their whole story. And then I like this one guy, this guy did the last guy I did, I think like two days ago. Um, I just put down, uh, all I had were coins. So I put down, I put down IJ sleep, last play, similar to us, uh, IJ sleep, last play, uh, thinker or whatever. Um, and I, so I put down my coins. And, and then Shan and Michael will put down their coins and, or the entire type. And then when we put them down on the column, you make a little, a little marker. And then you, you highlight your type in white. So the other person can't see it. So they don't, so I don't know what, what the, I don't know what they typed them as. So I would wait for everybody to get done. And then this guy will have to come back and do another layer. And then you put a little marker where it's like, okay, I'm ready. And then you can highlight across and you can see what all three of us have put down. 
and so it's it's been great to see in real time um you know when esfps come through like those are those are the easiest ones because we have so many of them and so like we'll all just like bang 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 we'll all like have the type either completely written out or we'll a lot of times they'll write we'll write it differently one of us will say double the cider play uh se will like do the coins and the other one will just write out the type but you're looking at it and it's the same thing right mm-hmm. um and then it's been fun to see uh like this this last guy uh shandy put down uh niti and i thought the guy was si but I, what i wasn't done yet you know so it's like okay so that's and then we both got sleep last play and audio we both got audio sleep last play i got si uh si and i don't know if it's sifi or siti and she got niti so that's one we're just going to keep going down and then at the end of the month that one's marked we'll come back up and be like okay so dave went with si and you went with ni and then we'll battle it out and we'll look at michael mm-hmm. what he has and his his vote doesn't really count because he's in training he'll usually just put <laughs> observer and then run away because he's trying to <laughs> play it safe so then we'll just have a tab where just they'll there'll be a little red tab where you gotta go back and recheck so for that last client, then we'll have to rewatch them, watch them some more or watch them together. Um, but it's not until you get locked into where you're now at the point of like, okay, I got this person's story down and you get all the cross checks of like, okay, that is NI because there's the demon sensory. There's de- so you get checked for demon gathering. So there's a lot of cross checks you can see. Um, and then at this point too, it's like um, having it to where okay, I got to, I got to battle. I got to have the accountability that I'm not the weakest guy in the meeting. And then now with the retype system, it's like, I need the accountability. If this guy comes back at me a year from now, I don't, I don't want to be fumbling going, Oh shit. I, you're actually, I thought like, I want to be able to stand my ground. of like, look, not only did I rush through your video and slap out your type, but then I actually deep dived it. Then I argued that with Shan and that to to the core bedrock where we can see predict and understand everything that you're saying so when mm-hmm. the guy writes back a year from now let's say even in their very email they're writing out their their functions that's that's been helpful with the retype people will be like they're like let me let me give you an si bullet point list of why i'm not savior si and i'll just fire them back an audio and throw it right in their fucking face i'll be like okay so let's define what si is again like you're doing it in your email i I'm looking, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so finding, uh, being able, it's a, it's a very subjective thing. It's still just, you're this type because I say I am, but there's some, there's some degree of like, look, not only are we putting in the work, checking in with our partners, getting at the same, battling out the rest, doing the predict- predictability. And then the last phase is I dare you to come back in a year when I forget your video, have me, Michael or whoever recheck it. And if we've done it right at the, all the way up, then it should be like the the first fifty percent where it's like nope, we're still seeing the same part, the same coins, and here's how and here's why, and then mm-hmm. be able to give people an explanation of um, um, this is what most of them turn out to is like okay, let me help you work out where you're off. You know, look, I've done my work on on this person, um, so let me now explain to them how and why they're actually this this coin versus that coin in a way that they can see it and understand it. You know. Yeah, that's good. I mean, my one of my biggest frustrations with Myers Briggs when I was when I was looking at our sixteen personalities is you'd go, uh, my personality type kept changing, uh, ENTJ, ENFJ, INTJ, and then sixteen personalities gives like a percentage, and it's like yeah, forty nine, right. fifty one for right. T versus for thinking versus feeling, and I'm like, why does it keep changing? This doesn't make sense. Oh, it must keep changing because I'm growing, and therefore right, my growing, personality yeah. is changing. Right. Um, 
and it's like, oh, maybe I'm kind of like a, uh, I'm an INTJ, but I had some, uh, like I'm an INFJ or something, but I had some like TE conditioning because my, my dad and one of my sisters, all the sisters are TE and whatever. And so you start to kind of like justify it and like, right, kind of right. like smudge it together. It's like, see, it's beautiful. It's like, right. no, it's, it's going to fall down any moment. That's really good. They're uh, like shooting all around it too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is, this is a complex model and people who are listening to this would probably already recognize it. it's probably the most complex model of any of the ones which are out there, right? Compared to disc or hexago or Enneagram or it's a, it's big five mess. or yeah. whatever, right? Like OP is a really tough model. And so if someone's been listening to this and going, oh, wow, Dave's given some really cool insights about uh, what our personality means and how we can look at it more objectively and how I could potentially learn more about myself and what type of actions I could take as a result. I mean, what, like, what's the point of learning this model? Like where, where's the benefit from diving into all of this, putting in all of this energy to be able to learn from yourself and Shan about what OP actually is. Why bother? Right. Uh, I see that. I see it as a tool for certain people that are trapped between a rock and a hard place. It is not necessarily what most people are going to want to use it for. We call it the op split that'll be coming up in the future where the the consumer base wants a fun personality i want to take a test a quiz online a facebook a myers-briggs where it's just it, you just you, you you're picturing a bunch of people at dinner and they just entertain me court jester playing around oh that's cool that's cool that's cute and so they're going to want this they're going to think that's this and that's that's not what that is not that we won't make a, a ding down water down version for that which is going to be 90 percent of people um, but what this is, is it is a very aggressive tool for self-growth. This is for like people like post, uh, midlife crisis, crisis and up, like it, the things that we love the most are people that are at their midlife crisis. like, that's when this scramjet turns on, like you, you gotta be at 40 years old, an alcoholic life burning down, wanting to kill yourself. That's when this stuff finally turns on and really starts to make sense because when you're Steve-O from Jackass and you're now pointing out consciously, oh, I didn't have time for myself. I didn't prioritize my own stuff. I, and now you're listing out your own demons line by line in the descriptions that we have right here. Now you don't know the words, but you're saying it all because you finally are seeing it. You're finally discovering it. That's when this stuff kicks in. When you're in the depth, when you're in the darkness, this stuff is all 90% darkness driven. This, it, this thing is alive in the darkness. And then it gets you into the other side of the light. The other area where we see it just thriving like a rocket jet is with killers and aggressive people. Cause it's like, and that's another thing we'll see clustering. You'll see red hair clustering and then we see killing. And then also like how, how a person kills, what type of crime, et cetera, because things like killing and crime and aggressive behavior, it's like picture it's, um, it's, it's the person that, breaks first. So we're all sitting here playing this social balance game where we're all a little nutty, but we all save that for the weekend. We all save that for our bedroom. We all save that when we're drunk. We all save. And so we're out here playing the social, just trying to hold it together, some kind of a weird social balance. And we just let it out, you know, when nobody's looking. The, 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 the crime person is the person who's like, fuck this. And they just, they blow, they, they drink the seat water, they blow it up right now. And so when they're, when they're, aggressively doing that they're just overdoing their saviors and therefore it's like with our system it's like can't see it can't see it and then oop, i can see that one because they're flailing up so much and you'll watch us when we have a hard time typing is when somebody is is 
too calm, too quiet, too balanced, whether they're just in that state or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's when they're in a fight. It's when they're in an engagement. It's when celebrities are battling. That's why we call it saviors. Just did a thing on Chip Roy. He's a guy in a, uh, the, the, you know, I think he's a Republican. He's in the Congress or whatever. The ESTJ guy. I'm like, how do I know he's an ESTJ? Because he's just up there just screaming the ESTJ song. You know, they and Pharisees and selfishness and here's the facts. Just out of like, like out of a book. And so I was like, oh, gotcha. Because he's overextending. So this stuff, it's, it kind of makes a mess when you just give it to 25 year olds because they're just kind of mm. like, I don't agree with any of this. And they throw it back in your face. Like, yeah, I get it. But what you're not seeing is what we're dealing with, you know, with people behind the scenes. Wouldn't it be most powerful or most impactful, you could say, if it focuses on, uh, if it's, if it's presented in a way that can actually reach those people who are 25 before they're before their Jenga blocks start falling over. Like but at 25, is, you can yeah. you can crash at 25 and rebuild yourself up and you're you're in a really great state, a great position to do it. Wait till you're yeah. 40 and it's uh, all over again. I know, but the problem is with the data is it shows you that that's not how it works. It, it shows mm. you that the only way people learn is deathbed. The only way people learn is when they have enough pain on themselves and they've had enough, that's when they have real change. Not that they won't jump in and jump out to the gym they won't jump in, jump out for self-growth. But if you're really tracking the data, which nobody does, if you're really tracking the data over 10 years, they're, it's, they're the same jerk-offs they were last 10 years. It's, nothing's really changing. You know, It's when you see the dramatic changes is when, or transformations, is when there's a deathbed level uh, incident you know, at midlife or whatever. And when you reverse, like Byron Katie is a good example, like she is, she is probably one of the most extreme examples we've seen of like, it was in her mid forties where she's just EJing life and then finally has this, this psychotic flip. And now, like you're saying, like she's, she's hard to type. She's upside down. She's preaching her demons. Like she's just all in S I T I is her demons. So her, her, her life is used to be F E N E play, please everybody in, in fairyland abstract. And now she just hammers everybody. What's the truth? What's the facts, which is her demons. Mm. And so that to create does it that so freaking empathetically. Which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, because she has those as savers. So she's like, mm. that's why she's um yeah, she was mind blowing when we first saw her. Like we we didn't even think somebody like that could exist. It's uh mm -hmm. she's somebody like her really shows us what's possible. Like I didn't think that that, that you could do that, but but yet mm. there she is. And, there, and there's quite a few that like that, you know, or, or Jim Carrey or Gary Vee's another one. Gary Vee mm -hmm. has a a uh, unprecedented amount of confidence when you look at his type, it's gonna be one of the most insecure types, you know. So although although I have heard Gary Vee share something like I'm not going to touch meditation I'm not going to do it my mind's working exactly the way it is right now I, and I think his quote was I don't want any I'm not going to risk meditation because I don't want it to fuck it up right. <laughs> like what I know. what focus come on I know it's crazy yeah. it's definitely like we see people like that that keep breaking our models of like so it's it's just like we're just a slave to the data so a lot of times we're like I don't fully understand but throw them in there and keep an eye on them and eventually we find somebody else like that and then it starts to kind of make more sense you know but, what about uh, using op from a perspective of empathy like being able to understand other people better like other people in your world and being able to connect with them better yeah, is that yeah, yeah. is that a valid use of it yeah that's what i see a lot of people that use it for so it's like i'll see the way i look at it is just like different demographics so it's like you got the people you got the young kids in the facebook group that are mad at the world and they're just kicking the dog and they're going to be in any Facebook group yelling about whatever it is, you know, it's in the ops mm -hmm. or whatever. That's just, that's just where they are in life. I've been there myself too, you know, 
And then you have people on the other side that are doing business or self-growth or, you know, FBI or whatever. So there's all sorts of different aspects of where people are at. So a lot of, one of the groups that we see come through are people that are, and some of them are young, they are in their 25 or even younger, where they do kind of use it as a self-reflection and seeing self and then have a lot of self-empathy. And then when they have self-empathy, then that gives them the ability to kind of go, oh, no wonder my mom is so crazy. We hear, we hear that one a lot, like literally, oh, that's my mom is so upset. My mom is so mad. My mom's an alcoholic. Because the person starts mm-hmm. to see their struggles and demons, does the math on their mom. And uh, it, I, I guess I could say it makes things dramatically not as personal. That I could see that a lot in our own lives and other people's lives, you know, with this code mm-hmm. stuff. Cool. Okay, look, there's there's been a hell of a lot here, and I might not get to my to my lesson of like right at the end of like giving all the info back. Yeah, your blaster was, lesson. Uh, you, you want the blaster lesson? No, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, you do want it, do you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. All right, we'll dive into it. Basically, you guys have created a personality model. I asked you what, how you actually define success, and the main way which you were looking at it was are you meeting a goal, and then I guess another level of success on top of that is are you also happy with it? Are you, as you're talking about Tony Allroads, lead back to Tony, uh, growing and giving and finding meaning and then purpose from everything which you're actually doing. Uh, and you're sharing how each year it's kind of just becoming more real. You've got to stop drifting by on autopilot, doing, 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 doing. And you've got to be able to stop, set goals, reflect what you actually want, set better goals, continue moving towards it. And you've said for yourself, which is something that's I'm still learning as well. Surprise, surprise, is being able to learn what's actually real uh, or aligning yourself with what's actually there as opposed to what you just want to be there. Yeah, right. Um, there are a whole lot of things which led you towards creating this, uh, this system as it is. I mean, I guess a lot of it was in terms of like the terminology, saviors and demons. That was from your church background. Uh, the Tony stuff with regards to human needs. I remember you guys have spoken in the past about Darren Brown, uh, like the binary approach. Well, if it's, yeah. is it? The left side or the right side? Oh, okay. It's the right side. Is the top or the bottom? Oh, okay. Right. It's the bottom right. right. Got it. Uh, and then just general philosophy. You've spoken about JP and a whole bunch of other people as well. And I think the animals were just literally from watching animals, right? Watching primates or yeah. the animal channel. Yeah. Um, and so there was all of this, which basically caused you to realize, oh, Myers-Briggs is not objective. You can't keep getting the same thing independ- independently. Well, we got to actually properly understand what the union functions are we've got to be able to dive into that yes it's going to be different to what others are expecting yes people are going to have some tribe drama or some observer freakouts about it but that's that's when you get to to the point of where you're able to say well look there's if you're if you only had two personalities what's it going to be well you've got observer you've got the side of people freaking about things and ideas or people freaking about people and uh and their own identity and who they actually are When you understand that, then you can start going deeper into feeling versus thinking and sensory versus intuition. And and you made some really cool point, right? It's like um, everyone everyone basically cares about missing information and conspiracies, right? Everyone does look at it. COVID's a great example, right? Your, Your life gets challenged and then people do start caring about it. And everyone also cares about social shame. And everyone also cares about the details. But... It's about which one do you do first and then go and back it up with later. Do right, you jump to the conclusions that, right. and then back it up with sensory? Or do you kind of just keep going sensory, 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 and then go, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. The reason I looked at all the sensory is so that we can have some sort of guess or something, right? right? Yeah. And the same thing with feeling and thinking. Basically, you are saying, well, if you're going to try and balance your type or if there's something outside of your type that's 
that's influencing it, right? We gave the Dell, Dell Nye, I think, or whatever, and Emulet. Well, you got the fixed and growth mindset is a big part, right? Do you actually, uh, the way I define fixed mindset, which is a bit different to how Carol Dweck does is, do you do you believe you have the ability to overcome the challenges that you're facing? Yeah, right. Yeah. So if any challenges come up in front of you, do you have the belief in yourself that you're able to overcome whatever those challenges are? Yeah. If the answer is no, you have a fixed or limitation mindset. If the answer yeah. is yes, congratulations, growth mindset. Now actually go do it. And which is like the do the personal development, right? What happens now? Childhood amplifies what's there. And we didn't even get to talk about Gabo Mate. I'm still coming to terms with, oh, yeah. with some of the stuff that you described about him. But I mean, look, yeah. our, our childhood definitely describes things. Uh, you were talking about social types and hierarchy. And I'm just going to leave that alone for a while. I'll learn it from you yeah. in, a, in a year or so. Right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and then you were, when we were talking about like gender and cults and sexual orientation and religions that people follow and how that all aligns with personality, you were talking about redefining what normal is, right? No one's normal. There's not one type of person. There are people who are way out there on the extremes, but most people are within within the kind of society accepted ranges, right? Yeah, and you can always have people who are... Right, normal for their type, but like, but ultimately normal in society. Like, you're going to have people who are introverted. You're going to have people who are extroverted. Yeah, there's you're not normal if you're neither extroverted nor introverted. You're right. normal if you're extroverted, and you're normal if you're introverted. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately, what you're saying, and what you really want to say to to the group as well, is there's, there's nothing specifically wrong with you. To anyone listening to this, you can work on your weak suits, but don't start blaming others. Right. Yeah, right. manage manage the fears which you ultimately have because whether or not free will is is real or if it's all determined based on your genetic code and that's just how you're living and maybe the first five years of your life really influence it as well but after that you're, you're kind of stuck in your pattern well if you are or you aren't you may as well try and challenge it right right and then right at the end uh we were talking about why would we even bother with this personality model and you mentioned that, you know, it's a tool for people who are trapped. Uh, you're yeah. primarily focusing on wanting it to be for the people who are in their 40s who have enough sensory of their of their history yeah. to be able to go, ah, okay, I get it. I can yeah. see it's not working there, not working there, not working there, not working there. All of this stuff's not working. Whereas you're kind of saying someone who's in their 20s, uh, unless they've had a unless they've had the type of experience like right. Jai Kith, who was episode three, he lost everything in GFC and then went and became a monk for 10 years right. uh, because he was filled with joy after he lost everything. Um, whether that's, uh, unless you can kind of have that type of experience, then you're probably not going to be able to see all of your weak suits until you're a little bit older. Yeah. But it's still worthwhile being able to understand it, both for yourself to hopefully minimize what that crash is going to be in your 40s, Unless you want the big crash and become Byron Katie or Tony Robbins, great, good on you. But uh, I think that most people would not choose to have that. And then also to be able to empathize with others. And that's that's kind of the the core message which I got from you in this in this conversation. What what else do you want to add? That that is a really well said summary. That's just that's exactly I think it's great. Yeah, really well said. <laughs> Any any final words you'd want to share with people, They're, especially those people who are wanting to focus on their personal growth? They're trying to be more more purposeful with their lives. Yes, they're trying to achieve and and get places, but they also want to uh, make sure that they're enjoying themselves and having deeper connection. What would you share with them? I would just say the biggest bottom line I found to be useful in all this stuff, because there's so much positive stuff out there, 
but a lot of us, we don't talk about the negative. We don't talk about the darkness or you're kind of left on your own late at night with nobody understanding you, nobody believing whatever it is that you're going through, that uh, there are so many people out there that we see in the data that physically in reality are feeling exactly whatever it is you're feeling through, what we're all feeling through, you know, we're all going through, and we're going through our hard times and that it's so not real in the sense of other people are going through the same thing. I guess the thing that I, the really, the biggest thing that I would say is like, you have a natural immunity, no matter what type you are to people of your opposite type. So meaning there's people out there in the world that are stuck on whatever it is that you naturally do in a normal way. And you don't even realize you do it. Cause you're like, duh, like who would screw that up? And like, you just blaze right through it. And there's somebody that the hardest thing in the world is what you're just blazing right through. And then know that you're the reverse for somebody else where you're stuck. You're so super stuck and your biggest problems and just that feeling of stuckness, not, not like, not like something, not like a true victim scenario. Like say there was something really bad that happened that one time that wasn't your fault. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the reoccurring life pattern of like, God, no matter where I go, no matter what my relationship I have, no matter what job I have, this reoccurring haunting pattern keeps coming back and cornering me. And yeah, that's it. Like that, there's some kind of a blind spot and you can't see it and you won't see it for a while, but you'll be able to start to see snippets of it when you lock yourself in and go, okay, so when I'm feeling feelings of stuckness and, and, and fear and anxiety, that's this code stuff. And there's people on the opposite side of the world that aren't stuck where I am. And so then it's like being able to pause in that. And usually it takes the, the next day, you know, if, if you wait for the, the feelings of the, the, the pain, the fear, the anxiety to calm down a minute so you can get your brain. And if you don't, you know, run away. A lot of times people feel better. They're gone. No, stick with it and go, all right. So how then now, now it's entering in the growth mindset stuff. Like, okay, so how, how start asking better questions, Tony Robbins. Okay. So mm -hmm. people that are opposite of me that love this shit, how are they solving it? And, and your brain can get there. If you're not freaking out, take care of the freak out and then start asking the better questions. And you'll find one after another that, uh, you know, you're, you're not stuck just as much as that person over there that you can see, this would be the last thing to say, the last, last thing is when you're yelling at the other person, you idiot, how the hell are you stuck on this? And you're getting that frustrated state. Know that tables, those, those turn around. And then you got to be that for yourself sometimes when you're really stuck. And that's where you use this code to triangulate your way out and get us, mm. get a scrap of it, you know? Cool. Let's, let's leave it there. Thank All you, right. Dave. So I hope you received a whole lot of value from engaging in that conversation. What were the key takeaways for you? What can you schedule in your life right now to make sure that the time you just invested into listening to this exceptional conversation with this amazing mentor and this amazing individual is time that wasn't misused, but was time that you've allocated properly to enhancing your life and improving it. Whatever it is, schedule it now, practice it now, be the successful person you're meant to be, live with purpose.